0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Roll Up, the official PhilSinger Games podcast. I'm your co-host, Sam Fane, and joined by the tournament master, Todd Jershel. Todd, how are you?
1: I'm doing great. Yeah.
0: Fantastic. That's what I like it's to a, hear. It's
1: Wednesday night. You know what that means.
0: You know what that means. Yeah, it's a Dynamite, man. and <laughs> uh, It's funny because we're recording at 7.50 p.m. Central Time, 8.50 uh, Eastern Time, and that means that Dynamite has been on for approximately 50 minutes. And uh, we're not going to get to watch the whole show uh, As we are recording now But in those 50 minutes There's been some cool stuff
1: Yeah, absolutely Some nice uh, nice debuts there
0: Yeah, well we got the I, I enjoyed the opening segment um, With, yes. you know, MJF and, uh, and then Punk and Sting and Darby coming out I, I really enjoyed the You know, how they kind of were able to turn things as opposed to punk gunning for the rematch with MJF that he wants Wardlow, which I thought was, was smart, you, you know, to, to play off the fact that Wardlow is the one that in, in Punk's size won that match last week, um, which of course burns up MJF even more. And then, uh, you know, it looks like we're going to get another six man, but then we kind of get, uh, another interesting twist, which is, you know, punk can have a tag team match with FTR, but, He can't have Sting or Darby as a partner. So now Punk has to find another partner, which is great because, you know, there's some mystery involved. Who, you know, who will his partner be? Uh, I I
1: was just looking on Twitter and he was asking Dan Housen if uh, if he had anything going on. Uh, (laughs) That would be hilarious. He's been a little bit with those guys. I I gotta say, like, I was, you know, the debut of Dan Housen. I mean, I'm a fan of like the stuff he does on YouTube, just kind of random stuff. Like, I like what he did the first week kind of showing up. And then last week I was not a fan of what they did with him. Where he just kind of came out with Orange Cassidy. I'm like, no, that's not what he should be doing. He should just be like randomly showing up in different places and kind of interrupting people and and whatnot. But but we'll, we'll see what happens over time. And I, right. I Do him just yet. So
0: no, I think that's a fair criticism because he is such a unique personality. I think that it takes. Um, he 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 definitely needs to have a little bit of, of creative control. I feel like over over yeah. his character um, because that's what helps him get over. I feel like that's one of the things in, even in ROH that kind of hurt him is the idea that he created all this buzz around himself. He pushed his character so much to you know it's like to get signed to ROH, and then it was kind of like ROH didn't know exactly what to do with him either. Yeah. Okay. Um, so I, I have a feeling that you know I mean I, I trust Tony Khan and and the powers that be at, at AEW you enough that i think he'll find his spot but
1: yeah, yeah. i just not want him to be like another best friend's lackey right this doesn't seem to make sense like yeah you can be friendly with them be friendly with different guys and just kind of randomly show up like, yeah it's kind of like the appeal of him it's like yeah just a little bit of randomness with him and and stuff like that but i don't know we'll,
0: yeah we'll see well speaking of best friends of course you know trent uh and um uh, 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 Rocky Romero, Roppongi uh, Vice uh, in in New Japan uh, and elsewhere um, are engaged in this sort of war of words, you know, leading up to a match with the Young Bucks. They have a confrontation, you know, backstage. Adam Cole uh, and and uh, Kyle O'Reilly and Bobby Fish, of course, end up getting involved. And as all this is going on, somebody else gets involved, and that somebody else we see from the back first is none other than the Switchblade. Jay White. Jay White, yeah, uh, who does have a game card, um, he does, yes. which is I, I, it's so awesome. I'm really, really glad that he's going to get this type of exposure because there is no doubt in my mind. And I, it took me a while. It took me a while to come around to Jay White because I remember when he was really starting to make his ascent in New Japan, there was a part of me um, that didn't quite get it at first, you know, mm-hmm. um, because I had missed his young Mayan days. Okay. And sometimes that plays a huge part in the way they bring someone back um, and everything he had done on Excursion, obviously. And when they brought him in as the Switchblade, it took me a little while to really get behind him. But man, he just, I, I think he was able to go in and do some unique things and be put in an unenviable position to basically be the top Gaijin after Kenny Omega left.
1: Mm-hmm, and that's, mm-hmm.
0: th- I mean, those are tough shoes to fill. Oh, totally, Um yeah. And I think he did it admirably. And I think that where he is now, uh, in, in in my opinion, he is he is at the like the prime of his career. Like the best for him is still yet to come. And to see him come into AEW this way. And I say that knowing full well that we're talking about a former IWGP heavyweight champion here. You know, it's not like he's had a, a slouch of a career before this, but I think he's just absolutely on track to do something really special in AEW. Um, and I think that we could potentially get that Kenny Omega Jay white match at some point that, uh, oh, yeah. you know, oh, yeah. would help to pay off some stuff, uh, from a few years back.
1: Oh, for sure. For sure. No, that was an exciting one. And then, uh, you know, just at that point they were like, okay, we have the big, you know, free agent signing coming in and it's like, Oh, okay. Well, it's Jay white then. Right. Right. And uh, then they had the match with the new free agent signing debut and no, nope, good timing was not Jay white after all.
0: No, it was limitless. Keith Lee, uh, which I am so sorry, I kind of spoiled for you. I thought we were watching at the same time, I didn't realize that we were on a delay. Yeah, and and all of a sudden I go (laughs) always
1: a little bit delayed. Yeah. So all of a sudden
0: I go, Keith Lee, and you're like, Oh, I think I'm behind you. I was like, Oh no. Well, the same (laughs) thing happens when
1: I'm I'm texting with my friend, uh like my friends during a football game, and and I'm getting texts from them before I'm watching it on you know on TV. I guess the the, the one drawback of streaming there, I guess. I don't know. Right.
0: (laughs) Um, no, Super cool to to see him. The yeah. fans w- went pretty wild for him, too, oh, yeah. which I love to see because, uh, you know, I, I think he, he ended up getting a bit of a raw deal for whatever reason um, that it seemed like that they were going to get behind him. You know, there's that famous uh and And again, they produced it, which is kind of mind boggling in a way, but they produced this documentary on Keith Lee. It shows Vince McMahon like blowing him up, like it shows Vince McMahon talking about how he 's got something special here, and you know just pumping him up backstage and he 's like, "I want everything you 've got, I want to see everything you 've got and then they let him go and it's just kind of yeah. like, "What
1: the hell are you
0: doing like you literally put this doc- like you couldn 't make this shit up. They put the documentary out and and like within a week they they let the guy go And It's just like you, you produced a documentary, you showed your CEO, like talking about how this was the next big thing. And then you, okay, whatever. Yeah,
1: I don't know.
0: Uh, <laughs> but hopefully, you know, hopefully this is just another opportunity for him to show everybody, you know, what he's got. Cause I do think right. that he's a special talent and, um, yeah, it's uh good, good for him.
1: Yeah. So I think, he'll, I think he'll get a good spot there and uh, you know, get, you know, and I think some more, Diversity in the top of the card, too, which I know has been a call for uh, amongst you know, people recently. So, uh, you know, I think another, another, um, uh, another, you can't think of a better you know, mix of, uh, you know, strength and agility and personality. I mean, that guy's got it all. So, yeah. I'm really happy he's getting a good spot. Uh, right there and excited to see where where it goes
0: and for a guy who hasn't you know been in the ring in a while and a guy who's been dealing with some you know some medical issues uh whether i you know who knows exactly uh what was going on i know that there was some covid involved and everything but like he he looks like he's in great shape like he doesn't look like he's just you know sat around and done nothing for the past you know six months or whatever um
1: and then he gets and, married and stuff that's too. That's right, I mean, the newlywed, newlywed
0: Keith Lee. And of course, his wife is none other than Mia Yim, who who knows if she's going to you know come in as well. But if she does, what a great shot in the arm for the women's division she would oh, be. Totally. Not that it needs it. I mean, there's there's plenty of great I mean, They've talent. definitely
1: improved a lot, but I think she would add a lot. I think oh yeah. the piece that would really help out there, so...
0: I mean, I would argue that there are few women in North America right now that carry like her resume, her experience, um, her growth. You know, you just think of everything that she's done over the past decade and everything. There's not I mean, there's really genuinely not. I I, I think that obviously you've got people like Mercedes Martinez and Nicole Matthews and uh, uh, Rosemary, um, y- you know, but uh, other than I mean, obviously, there's some people already involved in AEW, like Serena Deeb or whatever. But uh, other than those names, I mean, there's not a lot of women that I would put you know, beyond uh, Mia Yim when it comes to like North American female wrestlers. So, uh, yeah, totally. yeah. So she'd be a great addition if they bring her in. Yeah. Uh, we, we also,
1: Mi- so, Mia Yim and Keith Lee, both with two Phil Singer Games cards too. So
0: that's <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. And, <laughs> and then two, of course we, we also got some dissension in the ranks with, uh, with um, uh, Jericho's group. Why can't I, why am I, I'm blanking on things. <laughs> the inner tonight. circle? Yeah, the inner <laughs> circle. Thank you. I always called them the Ascension, and I was like,
1: what, what? That's no, not that's right, not right.
0: No. <laughs> um, but, but, but good uh,
1: stuff. Yeah, I'm looking forward. I'm, I'm, I'm waiting for next week to see what matches get announced for the following week, because that's when I'm going.
0: Um, oh, the nice. person
1: for that. Um, well, I will 23rds, tell you this. I'm yeah. not
0: going to I'm not going to spoil anything for you, but I did I did decide to just leave it on my iPad in the background uh and it is the tag team match. So Punk just came out. So we're about to find out who his partner is. Um, but don't worry. I won't tell you. Okay. Uh, thank you, thank uh, you. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and look, yeah.
1: And look, look, luckily Jim Steele has been very, very good recently about not spoiling dynamite for me as well. So. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's good to hear. I'm glad. I certainly don't want to be the one that, uh, that, that spoils anything else. Um, so yeah, it's, you know, I, I think it's been, um, it's been a good, a good week. There's been some good stuff, uh, you know, in pro wrestling, um, just in general. And, uh, this is certainly, this is certainly uh no exception i think uh i think we got a good a good dynamite on our hands tonight um you know not necessarily a ton of like great in ring action up until this point we kind of had two sort of not really squashes but kind of extended squash matches and then a lot of like talking a lot of moving other plots forward but i have a feeling this tag team match is going to be pretty freaking great so um but enough of the, enough of that, uh, let's move on to a couple of other things, uh, happening elsewhere in the world over in the UK, uh, recent, uh, uh, addition to the game, Jetta, uh, regained her pro wrestling Eve championship in a match with Emerson Jane. Uh, so I thought that was cool. You know, it was funny. We released the set and, it, and she promptly lost the title and it's like, oh man, uh, you know, we even put the belt on the card art and everything. And now, uh, luckily she has regained the title, uh, which is, which is awesome. So two time champ. And uh, hopefully, that's you know,
1: hopefully that's this, what this she rain will.
0: A <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, it's interesting, too, because she's definitely been, um, you know, more of the, the, the baby face. And I know the fans were definitely behind her and a lot of people were disappointed that she'd lost the title. Um, but her, uh, you know, her partner, Charlie Morgan, who also got a game card, has oddly enough, in spite of coming back, you know, to a huge baby face reaction, has been getting some heel heat lately, like hey. you know, and, which which I think speaks to her talent as a performer. You know, she's been pretty much a babyface her entire career. She comes back from this career threatening injury, uh, and and people love her and are so excited to see her. And she has somehow been able to turn the crowd against her, which is again just That's speaks good. to you know her her talent. So. Um, but uh yeah i i think that that's really cool for for jetta and there's uh you know some exciting stuff happening in Sling eve there's going to be like a uh title for title tag match um between um the hex uh and uh, uh oh gosh now i've forgotten the, the name of the tag team but rio o'reilly rio o'reilly and her partner they're the eve tag team champions and of course Allison Kay and Marty Bell are the nwa uh women's tag team champions so they're going to have a title for title match which will be cool. uh, which will be interesting to see uh you know winner take all kind of thing um, Um, Yeah, yeah, and that's that's, that's about it I don't have any other real world wrestling Stuff, do you?
1: Uh, Let's see Um, I know there is a big NXT card coming up uh XT2 Vengeance, pay per view there. Right. Yeah. So uh, I think uh there's a couple things going on with uh with that.
0: Um actually you know what I'll throw this, this in a real quick. I did think it was pretty cool the way that they brought Dolph Ziggler in uh at the recent NXT um to come in and, and kind of um you know just just crash the party so to speak and he and uh, champa i guess are going to have a match uh which i'm all for i think they'll they'll yeah. put on a hell of a match well, so
1: it's kind of funny during the black and gold days they weren't bringing too many guys down from raw and smackdown but as soon as you know the multicolor comes on <laughs> you start seeing the guys coming down from right. the main roster down there it's kind of funny i know we had the aj styles before and another some other uh a oh, rat riddle and stuff yeah, yeah so it's kind of funny though that we we're, we're seeing uh some more cross pollination between the uh, the main roster and NXT now but no it's really cool
0: yeah yeah it, it, what you're right there was kind of a rarity you know i know that like kevin owens after he'd made his main roster bump, like came back for a match. I know that they had that whole Cesaro, Sammy Zayn thing yeah. kind of in the early days when NXT was just catching fire. Um, but yeah, it was, it was a little bit more rare at, at that time. I think, I think punk came down uh, when he was still at WWE at one point when NXT, like just got started, like after they'd made the transition from Florida championship to NXT. Um, but yeah, I, don't think I, I
1: was not watching much then. I don't think anybody was really until it no. got to the network probably. So no,
0: Yeah. <laughs> um yeah so I, I i i think that's cool i'm I'm intrigued by some of the stuff but i will admit because i have not been paying a lot of attention to it lately that when i looked at the card i initially just was looking at a picture like a there, there weren't any names on it and i did not recognize like half the people on there i was just <laughs> I like know. i don't know who it's a lot are.
1: a lot of change over there yeah yeah,
0: yeah. uh uh, you know, in, in sad news, in, in when it comes to real-world wrestling and also, of course, as it pertains to Phil Singer Games' Legends of Wrestling, uh, Candy Divine passed away today. Um, and she'd been battling an illness and I believe had been taken to palliative care and, um, and, uh, and passed away earlier today. Um, of course, you know, a, a legend of women's wrestling held the AWA Women's Championship numerous times and was actually the last holder of the, uh, the final holder of the AWA Women's Championship in 19... 19- I can't remember the year off the top of my head. Uh, <laughs> but um, you know, of course she had some matches with uh with Sherry um that were uh that were you know, for their time especially were were great matches and uh and and she was on top of that uh on that particular division. So um I'm not super familiar with her, honestly, other than, you know, seeing a scant few AWA matches. And then, of course, the, you know, the Legends uh, uh, card that was released in the bio in the booklet. But, um, you know, it's always, it's, we're always sad to to lose a, a member of, of, of the community and a member of the game. And, uh, I, you know, I know that there are a lot of people that have posted some really nice stuff that I've seen on Facebook uh, through Cauliflower Alley and a couple of other outlets. And then, of course, Ty um, posted something really nice on the message boards as well
1: yeah yeah no uh yeah definitely you know i think most of what I've seen is just you know the- a w a versus sherry martel that's i think you know where probably most people have seen uh her there uh yeah did a little research, i think you know when we were putting out the the uh, second women's set that she was in there, then I think I even exchanged a couple messages with her online uh to send her some cards and stuff like that but uh yeah def- definitely sad, but um yeah unfortunate uh unfortunate circumstances.
0: Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny, she actually began her wrestling career by running a fan club for Lanny Poffo.
1: That's wow. <laughs> wow.
0: Yeah, yeah, that is that is that is something else. Um yeah, uh you know, and the, the thing is, is unfortunately I think uh, because sort of her you know national recognition through AWA, you know, ended in 1990. Uh, I, I think people kind of lost sight, maybe, of the fact that she had continued, you know, wrestling throughout throughout the decade of the 90s, um, and and worked for you know the Global Wrestling Federation, Smoky Mountain, USWA. Um, worked in Puerto Rico. Um, mm-hmm. She also spent time in the uh, LPWA. So you know, she was she was around um, and, and working, and uh, yeah, she'd been you know she'd been. Uh, um, you know, professional wrestler for at that point, you know, nearly 20 years. Um, and she was young when she got started, you know, I mean, she got started in the business when she was like, you know, 21. Um, Hmm. and so she was, unfortunately she was young when she passed, she was only 63 years old, but, um, you know the, the the great thing about the game, and something that of course we we talk about quite a lot, is it's a wonderful way to honor the people that have passed. And in this situation, you know, obviously she was alive when the card came out. But what a what a wonderful way to pay tribute to her memory by you know having that card in the game, and hopefully continuing to you know potentially educate people who might not necessarily be as familiar with her by way of that card. Anybody who purchases that that set, um, which is a great set by the way, I mean that yeah. that that you know Legends Wrestling Women set too is is probably one of my uh, favorite. Uh, legends sets, uh, no joke. You, you know, I mean, the fact that we've got, um, you know, not only Fabulous Mula, but uh, Mildred Burke in the same set is just yeah. awesome to it's me. Pretty, so, pretty
1: top notch, yeah, um, yeah.
0: In fact, y- you know, uh, I use almost every single one of those cards in my legends fed right now. I, oddly enough, I haven't used Candy that much at all. Um, I'm planning on bringing her in later. Uh, and Ida May Martinez, I haven't used a whole lot, but the rest of them are, are basically regulars in my feds, so um. Yeah, I look forward now to to bringing, bringing candy in even more. Very cool. Um, so that's about all that I've got as far as that goes. What about uh, news and notes from Fed HQ? Well,
1: last uh, last Friday, you know, out to the general public, we you know had, uh, released the Les Thatcher art and uh, announced uh, him as part of the the first name for the Legends expansion nine. Um, I think everybody who was at the Perennial got to see that. Uh, piece of art already uh but you know definitely cool uh to make that official,
0: yeah, yeah, absolutely, and uh, again, if you haven't had a chance to listen to that interview, uh, I would encourage you to go back and listen to last week's episode uh that interview with Les was incredible, and as it pertains specifically to that card and the art, he tells a wonderful story about the trunks that he's wearing nice. uh on on the art, which is great, you know he sees that's awesome. immediately. Yeah. he's like, I got the story about
1: those trunks and like. Awesome, um, and funny enough, this week I'm I'm, I'm reading the, the the Moxley book, and yeah, you know, last night I was reading a whole chapter about. Uh, John Moxley meeting Les Thatcher and, you know, oh, nice. and stuff is great. It so, yeah. him be like last. Les us him, "Well, who who's your uh, favorite wrestler?" You know, wrestlers, and he's like, uh, and he names like out all the technicians. You know, like <laughs> Benoit Molenko and and stuff like that. And and, and Les is like, oh, "Okay, good." You know, are you gonna, he's like, these people coming in saying Ultimate Warriors their favorite. Ah, that's no good.
0: <laughs> uh, that's awesome." Um. Yeah, I mean, uh, never mind.
1: Uh,
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I'm. Uh, Les was a joy, and uh, super thrilled to to have him in the game and make that you know kind of official announcement, if you will, yeah. on the website. Um, you know. We also had another announcement for uh, Rob's Chronos set, um, which was Perceptor. Uh, Perceptor aims for the stars. Uh, Perceptor is mentor, mentors, excuse me, prize pupil. Um, and he has extremely lofty goals. He's been training his whole life to become the best pure wrestler on Chronos. Can he get there with valedictory? Perceptor has eyes on the crown of Chronos. Can he hang in the ring with main event wrestlers like Omega and Chaos Supreme? Find out when Kronos Return to Civilization arrives this March. Todd, thoughts on that art?
1: Oh, I love the art there. Yeah. I remember when Rob first sent it to me, I was like, Oh, this, that's awesome. I love the little shimmery eye there and everything like that, the cool robe and stuff. Uh, and yeah, kind of what I, I've kind of got a little bit of a sneak peek of the character and, mm-hmm. and the stats and stuff. And yeah, he's going to definitely be a, a big player for sure.
0: Yeah. 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 I'm, uh, I'm really looking forward to, uh, you know, and again, to people getting, uh, stuff, you know, in the, uh, in the mail uh, when, when this drops mid to late March uh, because I, I, yeah, I think I, there's just some great, 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 great cards here. And uh, yeah, I think, I think Perceptor definitely going to be quite a player. There's, there's no doubt. Yeah. Um, and then of course, uh, tonight we just dropped a new announcement for the best of the Indies tag teams. And that is the Philly Marino experience. I know you love AIW. Yes. Todd, tell us about the Philly Marino experience.
1: So, uh, you know, Philly Marine, I think they were, I think that for the most part, they came together in AIW. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, they've definitely been a force there. You know, they were big fan favorites, uh, in in the past, uh, kind of feuding with, uh, the Rip City shooters, which is, um, uh, Joshua Bishop and, um, uh, Wes Barkley. And, uh, but then I think, you know, later on last year, they kind of did a turn, And now they're the heels and they've aligned themselves with Matt Cardona, who's the uh, absolute intense champion. So they got like all the belts right now in AIW. So. that's
0: right yeah because they're the current uh three-time and current tag team champions in aiw um it's cool because you know they they both came out of that system if you will that school uh at aiw um and they've been in the business for about six years now um the pair of them and and have been together pretty much ever since like since day one uh yeah. which is awesome you know you, that's something that i feel like you don't necessarily see a ton um but when you do see it they get it, it, you can tell when, when they get in the ring you know you 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 can really tell um, that these guys have been working together for a long time. They play off of one another so well, not only in the ring but also, uh, you know, on the mic, and uh, have a lot of fun with it. So. I'm looking forward to it. Uh, you, you mentioned the rip city shooters. They've also, uh, Colin Delaney and Cheech to infinity and beyond has yep. been another, uh, team that they feuded with. And more recently they've had quite a few matches with, uh, Cornelius Crummels and Sonny DeFarge, uh, which, you know, they have cards. Oh, that's
1: in, cool. Uh, I didn't know about that. Oh, yeah, very yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, so I am really looking forward to, to having them in the game. I think it's really cool when you told me that they were going to be in the set, I was, I was excited because I, you know, I'd been watching um, a lot of AIW and, uh, yeah, they, I mean, they're, they're all over the place, obviously being the tag team champions. So, um, yep. great, great names. I think, they got, a, I think they
1: got a big, uh, big title match coming up this weekend too, uh, against TME who like won that, the uh, top contendership there. So yep. yeah, it should be fun. Yeah, 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 yeah absolutely. Um, and no 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 pun intended on the absolutely there but no no right now, <laughs>
0: no. sometimes they're intentional this one was not that one was not no uh, you know, speaking of of cool things uh i got my ringside companion in the mail uh yes, day before yesterday uh it took a little bit longer to get to me i think just because of the weather and uh i mean i knew it was going to be i'd seen you know a pdf of it not too long ago and uh obviously you know being aware of all the work that had gone into it uh and and just To hold it in my hand, you know, to have it. (laughs) it, it, It's, it really is some exceptional work. So kudos to the team on this. Uh, I think that it's, it's essential. If you play this game, you really, you really need this in your collection. There's no doubt in my mind. I love all the stuff, uh, you know, at the back of the book, if you will, the, uh, you know, the hometown rules, the commissioner charts, the, you know, all that sort of stuff is just so wonderful to have. And I think that one of the neat things about it, especially as I'm thinking about booking out my Legends Fed, for instance, to have those commissioner charts in particular, like I had, I had already been thinking about having some matches where, you know, maybe uh, because one of my big feuds I'd mentioned is like Piper versus, you know, the Heenan family um you know trying to maybe do something where you know they would somehow get into involved into a feud where they'd put up like control of you know the promotion for 90 days or something like that and how wonderful it would be to be able to use one of those charts based off of you know who ended up winning that match. And obviously if you know the Heenan family wins to be able to have Bobby Heenan as my you know my biased commissioner or whatever for 90 days which oh, is cool. a lot yeah. of fun and use that chart for that. Um, but of course, you know the meat and potatoes of the of the booklet are absolutely all the matches. And there's some incredible stuff in there, some stuff that I'd never seen before. Um, I know stuff Stuff that had you know not necessarily been released in in the previous Ringside companions that had been only in maybe a promoter or, or whatnot, but uh, yeah, some incredible, incredible stuff. And it's just nice to have it all in one place. Even for all the other matches that I do have, you know, it's nice to have that stuff in one place. And some of the tweaks, you know, little little tweaks that were made, um, I think, to some of the matches, really cool as well. So, uh, like I said, home run essential. Grab it if you don't already have it. It is absolutely worth it.
1: Absolutely. I think that's been the sentiment for, I heard from almost everybody is, you know, I think it was like, wow, I didn't realize how cool it would be until I actually saw it in person. So, and I think really, you know, and really the the spiral bounding makes all the difference, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Yeah, Yeah. man. I I mean, being able to just like, yeah, lay that out for the for the rare matches that do take up two pages because most everything you know they they endeavored to put on on one page or if they are on two pages to 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 lay out in such a way that you know you can just lay the book flat that you're not having to flip things over or whatever. Yeah, I
1: think for the uh, most part we were able to accomplish it. That was a big thing I was trying to push, making sure we were pushing for there.
0: Yeah, I want to say that maybe there was one match that I noticed that you you, you might have had to to flip. Uh, yeah, there's or, a, or a couple
1: whatnot. that I think there's one that's got like a couple pages to it there too. Right, right. So yeah
0: yeah it's interesting to see too some of the matches like you know just seeing the 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 evolution how you know obviously the first special matches were were literally just a few sentences basically like the, yes. the, the titan death match and the cage match and even the barbed wire cage match and then all of a sudden you know it was like charts are involved and then you know and now it's like you know three charts are involved for this match or, or whatnot but uh um yeah super cool and it's wonderful it's a wonderful resource for people i think who are into creating their own matches as well, because yeah. it's just a wonderful kind of. You get to see what's been done before, um, and obviously this is not. I mean, there are so many promoter-made matches out there that you can go and see that involve so much more. I mean, people that have you know literally made matches with like a you know you're going to need a D24 and a D104 and a D34. You know what I mean? Like it, it, sure. it, it's you know it, there there's all sorts of stuff out there, but this is kind of neat to see sort of the the official uh, uh, run of matches, and maybe you know if people want to. Tink- Around and make their own matches based off of some of what they're seeing here. Um, go for it. Cause as always, it's up to you, promoter. There you go. Um, speaking of one of the questions that was asked had to do with the uh, the Royal Rumble rules and about how the out of the ring uh resulted in an automatic elimination, whereas some people rolled pin every time somebody rolled out of the ring. I'm curious right. in your take on this.
1: Uh generally Uh, no, I think you kind of see a a point for either one. Uh, generally what I've done in the past is that out of the ring is an automatic elimination. Mm -hmm. Um, what the, the kind of what I've done in the past with it is, um, how I've run battle Royals and Royal rumbles is with battle Royals. I, I usually use the larger of the pin numbers. The one that's sure. like three three higher, and I use yep. that because I don't I don't want to keep track of all the fatigue, you know, for all the different ones. The way you kind of stock of things and whatnot, you know, I don't want to keep track of that. So I use the higher number for the battle royals, but for the royal rumbles, I use the lower fatigue number, and I um, yeah, and I keep track of it there because it's not as many guys then, and I kind of have a system with 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 that that I kind of make it a little you know a little easier to do. I could see maybe you know, with the Royal Rumbles, maybe not having the out of the ring be an automatic elimination there, but maybe like, uh, and I know I saw somebody else said, Oh, maybe we would just do it as like a a zero finisher. Um, I might put it as even like a plus one finisher or something like that. Sure. Uh, potentially. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I totally get that. I, it's, the thing that's strange for me is that I feel like, um, I don't know that I want it to, personally to be an automatic elimination just because I feel like on, on you know, on, 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 on a card, it could just be kind of a regular roll, if you, if you will, you know, it's not, yeah. it isn't a finisher. It's not, you know, it's not somebody rolling their pen. Um, and, you know, my, my concern would be that if without necessarily rolling someone's pen, that it would, you know, it would result in, in maybe some upsets that I didn't necessarily want to occur. You know, Uh, it would almost feel like an unearned upset if mutant comes in and eliminates, you know, say star warrior or whatever, because, you know, he rolls out of the ring. Uh, But that's also just the nature of the rumbles. So I, I think that the wonderful things
1: happen. Yeah. (laughs) Right.
0: And I think that the wonderful thing about this particular instance is that it, it, like, I don't look at this as being like, Oh, you're doing it wrong. If, you know, if you do that, it's automatic elimination, or if you roll the pin, like this is one of those beautiful situations where I firmly believe either way you do it, that's totally cool. And you should do it that way. Like sometimes I'll, you know, sometimes I'll look at something and be like, Oh, you're doing it wrong. You know, this is <laughs> definitely not one of those cases. I think both ways work. I think it's entirely up to the promoter. Um, and, and let's face it, like when it comes to the length of a match, It's probably a hell of a lot easier to just roll the, you know, the, the, or just have it be an automatic elimination as opposed to. Yeah, I
1: think that's part of the reason for me. Yeah. Now, another, another thing I'd seen before, like another rule, I I remember, uh, Warner actually came up with some battle royal rules once that had a kind of like a, Battle Royal save chart where a guy could, you know, I think it was when it was, you know, thrown out of the ring. Oh, and yeah. there was like something where you could roll to, that you maybe don't go down to the floor and stuff like that. And then there maybe was something with the, I can't remember if there's something with agility that maybe helped you out a little bit or something like that. But
0: I, yeah, I think you're right. I do remember, I do remember seeing stuff like that. I mean, and I guess that that's the cool thing, right? Is like it can be as, as streamlined as you want it to be or as complicated as you want it to be, exactly. right? You know, you can go either way. And I think that the the unique thing about trying to kind of simulate those Royal Rumble type matches is that there is a lot of stuff that does kind of get left on the table with, you know, with these official rules like saves, for instance, you know, like like there's stuff that it really, it's not left on the table so much as it's left to your imagination. And then there are absolutely rule fixes that are available that if people want to go and and dive that deep or create their own that they can simulate that stuff maybe a little bit more specifically with dice rolls, as opposed to it being a little bit more, you know, imagination based, sure, um, sure. which, you know, either, either, like I say, either way is fine. This is definitely isn't a case where like anybody's going to tell you, you're doing it wrong. At least I'm not going to tell you that.
1: <laughs> well, maybe we'll have to uh, break out these battle Royal rules at uh, Galacticon and see if we can do one, uh, you know, multi-person battle day. Royal. <laughs> 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 I, I, I'm trying to remember. I, I remember, I was going to try to do one of Galacticon. I can't remember if we actually pulled it off or not, but I had like a whole plan of how to do it where everybody was kind of around like a big table, right? Uh, And kind of sitting across, you kind of fought against the guys sitting across from each other. And then after 10 moves, like if you weren't eliminated, then like, you know, then everyone kind of like shifted one seat to the left and then you kind of fought that guy. <laughs> it was a little bit like musical chairs, you know, as as people got eliminated, you know, you, the the table got smaller and smaller and stuff like that. Nice. That would be fun to try to pull off again. Yeah,
0: know. absolutely. Absolutely. I you, Another match that I was uh, jazzed to see was the uh, World of Sport rules. Oh, yes, uh, I, was, yes. I was glad to see that in there and uh, looking forward to using that uh, at some point. Um you know hopefully sooner rather than later i i just yeah, and the tag
1: uh, rules around that that was kind of cool i didn't really i didn't realize that's yeah. how the tag stuff work with that too
0: yeah i thought that was i thought that was really cool uh i just brought johnny saint into my fed not too long ago so uh I, I'm oh, sure he's gonna I'll, break I'll, that I'll out reason. there he's yeah, challenging exactly. someone yeah. exactly does
1: he have a good good uh rival yet or someone you think of bringing in as a rival for him uh,
0: you know, I, I I I think more than likely he's going to end up getting mixing it up with Bobby Shane because Bobby Shane right now That's is kind of my, um, you know, he's kind of my uh, uh, gatekeeper, if you will. Um, and and you know, if you, if you come in and get a win over him, then you get bumped up to the next level, sort of thing. Uh, and he's had some really cool feuds with people, like he had a great feud with Bill Dundee. Um, he had a couple of matches with Bob Backlund, you know, just to give Backlund a couple of matches that weren't squash matches. But um, yeah, I think Johnny Saint is is probably on track to to tussle with Bobby Shane and it might be fun to have them do a little bit of, of world of sport. Cause Bobby Shane is known for, you know, breaking some rules and it uh, might make for an interesting match to see, uh, to see him oh, engage yeah. in that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, uh, and at some point obviously I'll bring in Adrian street cause I love Adrian street. So, uh, sure. you know, that, 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 could be another opponent for him or partner we'll see. I don't know.
1: Okay.
0: Um, I'd love for us to, you know, that's, uh, that is one thing, and I know that I've reached out to a couple of people, um, but I'm hoping that we can add some more UK talent to the Legends division specifically, because um, there's just so many UK Legends that oh. would obviously add to the texture uh, of the game. Yeah, I
1: wish we could figure out how to get a hold of some families or whatnot there. Good guys like Big Daddy and... Is uh, <laughs> it rollerball Rocko, Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: so, that'd be nice. I agree. I, I agree. Because um, we, we're we not lacking when it comes to, you know, some of the newer talent. That's for sure. You know, we've no, got some no. of the biggest, the biggest names coming out of the UK in the past, you know, 5, 10 years easily. Sure. Um, so, yeah, again, I, you know, definitely pick that up if you haven't. Uh, and speaking of picking things up, uh, pre-orders uh, obviously aren't too far away. Do we have a firm date for when pre-orders oh. will begin yet?
1: Well, I think we're. I've gotten a couple of
0: questions, which is one of the reasons I'm asking.
1: Okay, yeah, I think pre order date we're going to make Friday, uh, February 25th is going to be pre order date. Fantastic. Um, So we'll try to get that in this month, uh, and then we'll be out. uh, Hopefully, able to get everything done uh, mid to late March. We'll be uh, mailing out then. So awesome. Yeah, definitely try to get out by. March 31st is the latest, but hopefully a little bit <laughs> before that. So I know, uh, yeah, I think, yeah, stats are well well uh, along the way. I think there's still a little bit of stuff we're trying to figure out on the indie side of things. Uh, but I think uh, the all the Champions of the Galaxy Chronos art is, you know, at least everything it's I think, inked and I think, colors are most of the way through and uh you know legends i think we're a little bit you know we have a lot more to go there because i think warner started first on the Chrono stuff just to kind of get all that wrapped up because there's a that's a big set so sure but uh yeah things are progressing well but you know hopefully we'll we'll be able to have that in everybody's hands in, in late march and we'll have a big uh you know cool announcement on friday the 25th for the legend set then looking forward to everyone finding that one out i am really looking forward to that definitely so, um yeah and, and, and essentially we're uh, kind of planning out the rest of the year with legends i think we have a couple of different options of what we're going to do uh, i think we have a good sense of what we're doing mid-year and end of the year and kind of some of the, the the may and september uh sets we have a little a couple of different options something kind of cool uh, came to my email box this week that hopefully uh will pan out as well so
0: Always, what, uh, always exciting me? things
1: going on here. So, <laughs>
0: yeah. Um. Nice. Uh. Well, that that is exciting, and obviously, it, you know, teaser season, release season, the four times a year that it happens. Uh, is, five, is, now, five. Five. five, five.
1: Galactic Con. Yes. Yeah. That's
0: right. Um. Yeah, there's always there's always exciting stuff going on. We had we had a little bit of a lull there obviously around the holidays after everything got dropped, but um you know things are now firing back up and uh, the legends set in particular, I'm just so excited for. I feel like it's going it, to it, I mean most of the the names in this set are going to find a home in my in my legends fed, you know, pretty quickly. That's um right. I haven't I haven't been able to use uh, all of the Memphis names yet. Uh, I have I have plans for some of them, but Really, at this point, Dundee's been the the biggest one, and and I'm going to bring Dutch in soon. But, um, you know, it's one of those things when you kind of try to run a bit more of a uh, regional-flavored territory, you you don't necessarily get the opportunity to bring in everybody at once because, you know, you've only got so much space and so many matches and and so many people to feature. But the nice thing is, too, is it's easy to kind of, you know, filter people in and out when you need to, uh, which, which sometimes is not as much fun as you as, as you would think it would be especially because the briscoes man i brought the briscoes in and was thinking that jack in particular was just going to headline my 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 fed and and unfortunately he is now uh he's now moved on to other things but uh he can come back obviously anyway um any other any other fed hq news uh from the dog <laughs> oh, <yeah. laughs>
1: but my dog has come and interrupted the podcast here say hello lulu <laughs> No, she's not saying anything. (laughs) (laughs) Pretty dog. Anything Oaks from FedHQ? Um, I don't think anything... uh, Oh, well, let's see. I think we got... uh, We'll probably have some uh, uh, stuff uh, to announce soon for Galacticon. We do have uh the uh room and uh the room block kind of figured out we'll announce all the details on that soon um uh but uh, we're still kind of figuring out some uh details around the schedule and some of the other events that are going on during the weekend but kind of want to wait to get a couple of things uh figured out there before we make the big announcement but still uh uh july uh 15th to the 17th is uh is the weekend in chicago at the holiday in chicago hair um but uh yeah keep, keep stay uh stay tuned we'll have a lot more stuff on that real soon
0: nice well obviously that's something
1: that i can't wait for um so are you, are you gonna be are you gonna be you know, my, uh my staying Nicola at home Wentz. or are you gonna stay at the hotel with us there at the, at the party hotel
0: uh you know i honestly haven't thought about that okay i, I hadn't i hadn't really thought about that um I will say that, you know, when I, for instance, when I went out for all in, I stay, obviously I stayed out at the hotel, um, didn't want to do the driving back and forth. Rosemont's not as bad as like Schaumburg though. So like, right. I might, I'm I, I might just go back and forth. We'll see. We'll see. I'm. I'm going to think about it in the lead up because at the same time I don't necessarily want to be like driving back at 1 a.m. Or, or whatnot. You know. Right. Yeah. Um, know,
1: yeah. We're still trying to figure out what's going on the Saturday night. I think we got a good good sense of the Friday night. What's going on there and and whatnot. Trying to figure out the Saturday night. It might. Uh, I'm trying to see if there's some other shows going on around town. Um, but I haven't heard of anything yet. So we might just do a night the matches back at the uh, back of the hotel i think we have the the use of the room uh pretty much the whole night and uh a bar just uh right outside the the meeting room there so i think it you know should be a good setup for us there for sure uh
0: yeah there's nothing wrong with that uh, uh maybe i'll have to you know get some highlights from these rock rims dvds that i have like the piper one and the san francisco one there's just some classic classic footage on there um well obviously as we get closer and closer we're going to have more and more for uh um for people uh, more news and, and notes leading up to Galacticon and um you know obviously we're 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 not wanting to skip over anything cuz there will be another you know virtual uh virtual con in between now and Galacticon as well so um
1: yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, it's it's looking right now I'm going to say it would be uh, the Sunday of WrestleMania weekend. So Sunday, April 3rd is what it looks like right now. So it's like here'd be our best bet kind of cool in between stuff. Uh, I last year. I know we did a Saturday and a Sunday, but I think there's a couple other things going on Saturday. And I think we'll just, we'll just do as a one day. It won't be as big as it won't be as big and long as the perennial there, but uh, it'll, it'll be fun. And we'll try to get, uh, take care of everything that uh, we want to do. And Tom will have a big part. there, kind of debuting some stuff uh for gwf uh origins 2138 there oh my goodness that'll be big yes it will be
0: um that's that's so crazy to me because i was just thinking about like you know the classics years and and obviously 2087 and 51 years 51 years not counting the classics years that's just nuts um Well, uh, I think that's about all we've got for our preamble, if you will. And we might as well dive into our our main event unless you have anything else. I don't think so. All right, let's do it. So for our main event this week, as you might have been able to tell from the title of the episode, which I actually haven't thought of yet, so maybe you won't be able to tell from the title of the episode, we are going to be doing an overview of the Evolve sets from the Indies game line. Um, We were talking about, you know, a few... uh, sets that we could overview and, uh, evolve just, I think interested me the most because there's so much great talent in those sets. Oh, totally. Um, and, uh, I was just looking forward to, to talking about that, that first set, especially because I, I think that, um, it's an interesting set, especially compared to the others. Just the way that the cards are statted, and you know the the way that some of these names certainly stand out. Um, and I'm looking forward to having a conversation about this. So uh, so let's dive right in with Evolve One. Um, what year did that set come out? Because I don't actually have it here in front of me right uh,
1: Twenty fourteen, it came out, okay. and um, yeah, this whole the whole relationship with Evolve was actually started by Rob Bobine. Mm-hmm. He was kind of running the indie line at that time and helped uh, get the connection together uh, with Evolve and and Gabe Sapolsky to um, to do that first set. Um, and I think he designed the roster and kind of did a lot, did all the art direction around it and um, and I think it was very heavily involved in the stats. I forget exactly who Oaks was kind of helping with the main you know move set collection, and then I think Rob did a lot more like the stat direction around that after that.
0: Got it, got it. Um, yeah, I you know we don't necessarily need to go man for man, move for move, but I do think for the first set in particular that it might not be a bad idea to uh, you know to kind of get um, a good overview here. So, uh, we'll just kind of head down the line, um, sure. with, uh, Anthony Nice or Tony niece, the premier athlete. Um, it's so cool to, to have, uh, him in the game because he's a guy that's obviously done a lot, you know, since then, um, his, his run in WWE, uh, and of course now being involved with AEW as well. um, I think you know it's 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 a good card. It definitely reflects uh not only I think his position at the time um on the card, but even now it's still, in sure. my opinion, is 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 pretty good representation of, of where he would sort of sit um in you know in a Fed. Um I, I you know, I, I'm a known critic, so I don't feel bad at saying this, but the level two defenses of a lot of these indie cards always sort of just I, I confuse me, I guess maybe uh, they, they seem to be, they seem to be very similar and yeah. they all seem to have that down three, which I, I hate because I don't think <laughs> it's representative of, of the Indies uh, at all. Um, but uh, at least it's balanced out with a dazed one and, and two defensive comebacks. Um, but uh, you know, other than that, yeah, I, I think it's a, I think I do. I think it's a, it's, it's, it's a great card. Um, and the artwork is, you know, the artwork's fantastic.
1: Yeah. the works pretty, spot on there
0: yeah um <clears throat> and then we've got the ar fox card uh another card that i'm you know just thrilled to have in the game uh i i don't know how he did for you or if you you know got the chance to use him a lot but i almost felt like he was a little overpowered
1: yeah I, he was definitely pretty strong for sure yeah. yeah i think he did well in some of the tournaments i mean even though like he's got three downs on level three defense, he has got one that he doesn't have any on level two defense. I guess that's why he did. most of them have like the two on level three and the one on level two. His is just kind of shifted down a bit. So probably that level two defense helped him a little bit, the double finisher stuff like that.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, you know, and and it's worth it's worth noting too that Tony Nee had the double finisher as as well. Um, although yeah. with the you know with his second finisher it was an even odd you know hit or miss. So yeah. uh, that that certainly it was a little different, but yeah, uh, I, AR Fox always seemed to win and win quick, um, yes. in matches that I, that I had him in, um, Biff. And he's pictured it. there. Oh, sorry. He's go pictured
1: there with the evolved championship too.
0: That's uh, right.
1: Which I think I, I was there with, uh, Jeff Guthers when he won that at, uh, the the first WrestleCon in New York. Nice. My first uh, evolved championship tournament there.
0: Um, and then, uh, next up we've got Biff music. Uh, you know, Biff is such a character and, uh, uh, a heck of a wrestler. You know, I, I really, really enjoyed watching him, um, in the ring, um, especially in his evolved days. Uh, not that I thought that, you know, he was bad in NXT by any measure. Um, he just didn't necessarily always get a lot to do. Uh, but man, I thought he was just a hell of a wrestler. Um, I, you know, it's interesting because I feel like with with his card, you know, other than again the the, the level two defense thing, um, I, I was a little surprised with the with the seven four pin. Um, I think that it probably did reflect his placement on the card at the time, though. Yeah, At the time,
1: he was not very high up. Yeah. Know. Yeah.
0: Um, but he was definitely someone that you enjoyed watching in the ring. Like he wasn't going to win. He he didn't win hardly any matches, you know, at that time, but uh, he was, he always was just a stellar, stellar hand. I felt like in the ring. Um, Then we had the midnight sun, Caleb Conley. Um, You know, Caleb is one of the few guys uh, in this set um, that uh, I, I feel like really just at the time when he got this card, he was kind of on his way up. Um, And this card, I think almost reflected where he was going to be, maybe even a little bit more than where he was, which I appreciated. I didn't mind that at all. Um, but I felt like, you know, even looking at like the pin, he's got the six, three pin. I feel like he should have been on music's level easily because at the time he was not winning a lot of matches. He was not necessarily somebody that was placed super high on the card, but he's got the double finisher, you know, there's zero finishers. Yes, but he's got the double finishers. Um, and, uh, you know, he's got that choice C level four on, on, um, uh, number four on level two offense, so he's got the opportunity to potentially hit three um um level three moves on his on his okay. level two offense and uh, yeah i mean it's it's a good card and it's it's a pretty strong card he's got the down through in the level two defense but you know uh, i th- i think overall it represented him very well uh and and again with what he would go on to do uh i think it was it was a great card for him
1: yeah absolutely and know we got the uh tag team focus card of him uh right. you know a couple of years ago so Um, yeah, no, glad 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 to include him. I, I did always like Caleb at that time. I think he was a much bigger part of Evolve at that time.
0: Yes. Yeah, for sure. Um, and then the one and only chuck taylor yes <laughs> the kentucky gentleman uh now at this point he'd already had his chikara card um yes. and you know this kind of took him a little bit maybe out of the the chikara world um and that one
1: was very tag
0: focused too right
1: as member was, of fist his
0: fist, yeah, his fist card yeah and
1: um, this one yeah he was a big deal in evolve early on i know when we they had that uh the evolve tournament that ar fox won. I think Chuck Taylor was the number one seed in that tournament. He had like the best record of almost anybody. He wasn't number one. He was like number two. He was like really, really good early on.
0: Yeah. yeah you know, I, I I don't, I would argue that maybe this card doesn't reflect that. Maybe not. Yeah. It's bit, it's,
1: I think it's an upgrade over the other one. But yes. Yeah. Maybe not quite to the level of where he was at that time. I don't know. I just noticed a typo on the online card. Uh oh.
0: Yeah, for the number four level two offense, it's got back elbow, and then it just goes straight to choice C instead of having the two. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um.
1: We'll have to well, fix well,
0: we'll have that. To get that fixed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, Chuck Taylor is such. a... I mean, he he's definitely a standout talent. I think wherever he goes, just because he's 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 not cookie cutter. You know, he's he's a bit different, <laughs> and and uh, he does things his own way. He's got a unique quality. Uh, but there's no doubt that you know he can get in there and, and hang. You know, um, his exploits in Chikara, evolve, PWG. You know, obviously well known uh, the stuff that he did over uh, in in New Japan before you know coming to AEW. I mean, he's 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 definitely he's got lots of mileage and uh he's he's you know done a hell of a lot and i think that uh this yeah this this card um represents him well but Yeah. You know, he's got that level two defense that, that I, that I, you know, knock some of the indie cards for, but, uh, and, and it's interesting because some of the, some of the moves that he has on here, he he doesn't necessarily do a lot these days, you know, like the springboard moonsault, for instance, the turnbuckle, you know, the buckle bomb, you don't see him doing those moves a whole lot anymore. Um, but that said, I mean, it's still a versatile card and you could easily, I mean, you know, if if you, if you want to bring Chuck Taylor into your Indies fed, then yeah, this is probably the card to use. Um, Unless you're doing like a Chikara fed, in which case, you know, obviously go with your Chikara card. Uh, (laughs) um, Here's somebody that I love, uh, and uh, I think is just a guy that um, has grown so so much um, over the past eight years since this card was released,
1: and that's Drew Gulak. Oh yeah, Drew definitely uh, definitely love Drew. Yeah, Uh, and it's. Sorry, (laughs) guys. No, I was
0: just gonna say, you know, I I think offensively it's, it's a great card. You know, he's got those two add one moves uh, on on level three offense. Um, you know, his defense is a little, is a little weak. He's got, you know, a little bit of a higher pin with the seven, four, but at the same time, you know, seven, four is not that off from a six, three, and you need to have some variety. So sometimes it's almost arbitrary. Um, it's not necessarily like this represents him best so much as it is saying, like, we don't want everybody to be a six, three, or we don't want, you know, this guy's not a five, two or, or whatever the case may be. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, his level two defense is obviously a little bit weaker because he doesn't have the dazed one. He's still got the down three, the rest are hurt twos, uh, and his two comebacks are only level ones instead of having a level two. So, you know, it's not, I, I think that, for where he was in 2014, I think it's definitely right. The yeah. kind of the unfortunate thing is, is within, you know, shortly, shortly after this set was released, he was easily a top guy and evolved. So he certainly made a bit of a jump compared to where he had been.
1: Yeah, that's true. And I think he made more of a, he made more of a jump there uh, on the, because of his mic skills, mm-hmm. not just like, as his ring skills too, which is yeah. interesting. Cause he's a great ring technician too.
0: Yeah. And he, you know, I mean, I I think the whole catch point stuff and everything that that he was able to do. Yeah. A lot of it definitely came from presentation and not just being a great technical wrestler. Um, that's a really good point. Um, next up the, uh, open the United gate, uh, championship where in Harlem bravado, uh, which how cool is that? Not only are we getting like evolved stuff in here, but you got some dragon gate stuff going on as well. Yeah. Uh, yeah, if
1: I if I remember right, uh, the Bravado brothers lost the titles before between the team time when the art was created <laughs> and the set was released. You know, I was going to make some type of a wisecrack around you know with with Jetta there, and of course she has to go and win the championship back. So I, I can't give right. you the, can't give you the crap for that. But I think that was. <laughs> That was one of the reasons there I'm always like eh, Let's maybe not do the championships there Too much on <laughs> the cards
0: but. You, you know, I mean the thing is though, is I do think it adds a whole lot I, I love seeing the championships and, and and I think that it's one of those things That it's it does kind of stink When you release a card And then they lose it pretty much right away Because then you're left there going like Oh man
1: yeah. But
0: for posterity's sake It doesn't matter Like nobody like cares now things. You know what I mean? Well,
1: it, I, I usually like to focus If a guy is like really, really known for that Or had a really long long run with it which we'll, we'll get to that in a second um then i think it's definitely appropriate to have the title there and sure. the legends ones i think it's fine because you know that one there it's all posterity there but the current ones i, I tend to shy away from it for the most part but that's maybe yeah just me.
0: No, that's, I mean, I, like I said, that's completely understandable. I think in, in Jetta's case, it was unique because it was also one of those situations where we got the permission to do it. Yes, do you know what I yes, mean? Like absolutely. it was like, it was one of those situations where it's like, well, they told us we could. So, um, but yeah, I, it's, I think one of the things that's kind of worth noting here is that, um, the Bravado brothers, Harlem and Lancelot had won those titles from the young bucks, um, and they, and they held those sales for almost a whole year. They, they won them in uh, November of 2013 and dropped them in September of 2014. Uh, and the team that they dropped them to was none other than the team of Johnny Gargano and Rich Swan which we'll get to them in just a second. Uh, and they were the last holders uh, of that Open the United Gate title. Uh, I, I thought the Bravado cards were, were, were pretty much just perfect. They were exactly where they should have been. They were a great, they were a great tag team to fill out the ranks for you know, Indies um, uh, uh, players, for Indy feds, and uh, I, I had a lot of fun with them.
1: Yeah, no, I was, I I always like the, the Bravado Brothers. They they had a run in Chikara as well, and they were always super entertaining there. And it's cool to see. Uh, I think Harlem is still is getting some TV time now, uh, too. Nice. He's in the. Well, I forget what his new. Is it Andre. Chase, oh, that's right, Andre Chase.
0: Yep, yep, yep. Mm, so absolutely right. Yeah, so
1: that's cool. He's getting some getting some exposure now. So. Yep.
0: Yeah. Uh, next up. Next up is a guy that uh, I think you were maybe hinting at when you yes. had that long title reign. <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> so, who do we got next here, Todd? We got uh, Johnny Gargano. Yeah. Uh, yeah, this was a great card there. Love the art on this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. I think it's just perfect, uh, perfect uh, encapsulation of him and the and, uh, t shirt design on the back, which I believe Werner actually did do the art for that as well. That oh, is nice. an original uh, uh, shirt for him. I think it was like one of the early shirts that Warner was asked to do was for, for Johnny Gargano. That's nice.
0: awesome. Uh, that's cool. I love that.
1: But he is uh he does have the uh the Dragon Gate USA Championship there. What is it the Open the United Gate? That's that's yeah. right. Yeah.
0: Uh Open the Freedom Gate, I believe. Open the
1: Freedom Gate. That's yeah. right. Open the Freedom Gate. United Gate was the the tag team ones, right? The freedom right, yeah. gate uh, champion. He had a long, long <laughs> reign. How long was that reign?
0: 873 days. Woo! Yeah, yeah, two and a half years. Uh, I remember
1: him and like Eddie Kingston. Like, Eddie Kingston won the Chakar Grand Championship and he won the Open the Freedom Gate Championship right around the same time. And they both held on to it for a couple of years. Of course, Eddie wasn't defending it for quite a while when Chikar was closed down, but uh. Yeah, I remember they're both the champions of both for the same time.
0: Yeah, yeah, and and Gargano was defending a a bit more. He had 22 defenses of the title um during that time so it was pretty uh you know he was working you know he wasn't he wasn't out there just you know holding the title and and not defending it um for whatever the reasons were because obviously the whole you know as exciting as the dragon gate usa stuff was and you know the cross promotion with evolve and, and and ring of honor and all the things that were going on with dragon gate and trying to kind of get into the market they you know there was a point where they kind of just stopped um but gargano was still kind of you know was holding that title carrying that title and the title you know kind of outlasted i think the the Promotion in some yeah, it ways, did. It did, um, yeah, and uh, you know the guy that beat him for that title, of course, is Ricochet, who we'll get to. And Gargano would actually win the title back; he'd be the only person to hold the title more than once. Um, and other title holders included Drew Galloway and Timothy Thatcher, who we'll we'll talk about here in just a little bit. But um,
1: and I'll just add one more story on the Johnny card. Uh, there please. was one other person that uh, I I met that was a really big fan of the art, and that is uh, Johnny's mother. <laughs> um, oh, so, when we did the uh, con in Cleveland uh, a number of years ago, uh, we had the you know, the card, you know, the cards out there, and she was like, "Oh my god, this is so great there!" And I tried to give her a copy, and she insisted on paying for a set uh, to get it. Oh, that's really awesome. nice, but uh, but she was she still was really cool. I think it was right around the time where uh, Johnny uh, had made his NXT debut. Uh, that's super that cool they're still ind- independent guys but that, that that was that was really neat to, to see that
0: yeah and you know and i will say that this card is is a wonderful representation of johnny even even to this day really um and uh you know if you're looking for kind of like at that top level uh indie card uh you could definitely do a lot worse and not much better uh than, than this johnny <laughs> card
1: yeah, I was always a little worried he was a little overpowered, but I mean, based on where he ended up there, I think it's definitely appropriate. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah, but because well, the thing is, is I feel like if you're running an Indies fed, there aren't, uh, truthfully, there aren't a whole lot of guys that if I'm, if I'm booking it as opposed to playing it, that I would put over him, you know? And I think the guys that I would put over him are still capable of beating him, whereas he's probably going to beat just about everybody else in this set more times than not you know and i think that that's that that is the right place for him so it's it's a great card i love it i i I love everything about it i love the mechanic about you know adding to the um the finisher finisher. um uh you know i love seeing mechanics like that i always have the idea that you know somebody's got a finishing hold they're they're you know they're working to weaken their opponent that they're not necessarily just going to like you know go go uh, uh straight you know to 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 the finish without, without building up to it or whatever. And I think that it, it, it mimics that very well.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: The next name we got over here is, uh, is a guy who I really have enjoyed watching over the past year or so. Uh, and that's none other than John Davis. Um, you know, he, he's just a guy that now he kind of just goes out there and, you know, reminds me a lot of, uh, you know, um, Eddie Kingston in a way, you, you mm-hmm. know, he he just goes in there and it's a fight. Uh, and I've, and I've always, I've always appreciated that. Um, and, uh, yeah, uh, it, it, I think it's a good card. Um, I think it represented him very well for where he was and how he was seen on, uh, evolve at the time. He was kind of like that guy that, you know, wasn't necessarily going to be your main event. He, he almost, in a way, he almost kind of represented that gatekeeper. Like I was talking about with my legends yeah, earlier, yeah. like he was a guy you had to go in there and, and like, if you could get past John Davis, then you were, then, you know, you were definitely on your way. Um, um, but, but if you didn't, it wasn't necessarily a knock either. It's like you could survive a loss to John Davis, that sort of thing. Um, sure. great card. Uh, and, and I, I wouldn't necessarily super representative of where he is now. He's not doing a whole lot of springboard moonsaults for instance, no, 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 uh, but, but he's also 42 years old. So, um, but yeah, uh, great card. And, uh, and I, I certainly loved using him. So we already talked about the Rivado Brothers. Let's go straight to the you know one of the more interesting cards of this set, and that's none other than Larry
1: Dallas <laughs> yes, in yeah, the manager card there uh yeah very very interesting character of in the world of wrestling uh for sure uh but uh, he was like super thrilled to get a card, yeah he was like uh, you know he was very uh yeah you know, asking you know, really wanted to have a card i think he helped out with the art uh stuff with it too art direction stuff with it too and uh, i think maybe even a little bit with you know, giving some ideas for the stats as well but uh yeah that was actually this one here he um yeah, he also uh has it got, got some was it the suspension chart on here and stuff too? Yeah.
0: I thought this was really cool because it, it basically implied that if he interferes in a match, you automatically roll on the suspension chart because at this point in time, evolve was very much steeped in that sportsmanship, you know, and, and, and it was not, uh, you know, there weren't really any stipulation matches there weren't really, you know, it was, it was very much like kind of old school ring of honor. You know, they didn't have the handshake necessarily or any of that jazz. Um, and, and of course evolve was born out of ring of honor really when Gabe Sapolsky got let go. And, and it was born out of conversations that he had with Brian Danielson. Brian Danielson was, was the guy that initially was going to be like the guy in evolve, but of course he got you know signed to WWE and, and the rest is history. But, um, but yeah, the uh uh the early days, you know, it was very much about that. And so yeah, I thought it was a neat mechanic, you know, it's like if he interferes you roll on the suspension chart and see what happens. Yeah. Larry Dallas is one of those guys that has uh, the, you know, the, the, the go home heat. Uh, (laughs) At at that particular moment in time, um, when he came out, people wanted to leave the building, you know, they wanted him to leave the building or they wanted to leave the building. And it's unfortunate because I, they I never thought he was bad at his job. Do you know what I mean? Like he went out there and did what he was supposed to do. It's just that I think people didn't want that. That's not what they were there for. And, and, and obviously that would kind of phase out and you wouldn't get a whole lot of that in evolve, uh, again, really, you know, um, they, they, they didn't have a whole lot of managers after that. Um, rich swan rich swan uh you know what a what a what an interesting kind of career that, that he has had over the past couple of years obviously there was some you know some personal stuff uh and issues uh that, that he had with someone else in the set um but all, all that aside you know just an incredible talent and somebody that um you know at this particular moment in time on the indies i think was a must watch guy he wanted to yeah. see what rich swan was going to do whether it was all pwg or, or any other place um, um, great card i mean tough as, as as hell when it comes to the the offense like the, he's got a pretty stacked offense,
1: yeah, well, not stacked as our next guy, but uh <laughs> yeah uh but yeah no very a yeah, very strong offense there um yeah i' i I've saw him in person a couple of times around this time, and yeah, he's super impressive, like yeah, some of the stuff he' was able to pull out was amazing
0: yeah um and and of course you know most recently um went with the uh that run with the uh the impact title um and had the um the uh the uh uh uh, match with kenny omega uh sorry yes (laughs) another another moment for my brain to stop working um you know one of the fascinating things about rich swan too is how young he is only the guy is only 30 years old (laughs) <laughs> yeah. I mean, right now, today, he's only 30 um, Yeah, an excellent, excellent talent You know, of the, of the early days uh, Of Evolve, without a doubt And Dragon Gate USA, for that matter uh, Next up, as you mentioned Man <laughs> I Like I,
1: yeah. I, g- 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 You go
0: <laughs> Well, yeah, it's, it's
1: the one and only Ricochet is the next one and, I mean, that this guy here I mean, I first saw right. him in Chikara I think he was kind of like you know coming in along with Chuck Taylor back in you know the early days there and uh and then he kind of really broke out I think here in evolve um you know now he's on you know wwe tv but like i mean some of the stuff that guy was able to do i mean he, he definitely earned that negative five agility rating uh, yeah you know, there's a negative six i maybe mean, could have thrown that we could have thrown that in there too but uh yeah the the, the 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 four level three moves on level two offense it's like yeah at first i like when rob you know was showing me that i'm like Woo, are we sure he's like Dude, it's Ricochet. Come on. <laughs> and then uh he's got the double finisher, one of which is a roll finisher that mm-hmm. does miss. So which definitely fits his his character there, just you know, risk taking and, and stuff like that. But yeah, super, super cool, strong offense and um, a great card. And yeah, really glad he's in the game for sure. <laughs>
0: Yeah, this is a remarkable card too because even though I, you know, I might have critiqued a couple of the other cards in the set, I love the fact that you know this card. It, there's there's a there's kind of a balance uh, to it that that works really really well. Um, I feel like you know you look at his level two defense and it, you, you know you've got that down three in there, but you've also got two dazed ones and then you've only got one defensive comeback and it it just it really works. I love the variety to the variation compared to some of the other cards that we have in the set. Yeah. Um, you know he's he's he, you look at the card he's only got two. Defensive comebacks, um, and, yes. and 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 it's it's kind of one of those situations where it's like if this guy gets put against the ropes, like he's gonna struggle. um But when he comes back, he's gonna come back in a big way, which again is very much the case with a guy like Ricochet. Like that yeah. is, you know, I, I you you could certainly make the argument that, um, you know, that that, that the style of wrestling certainly that he would go on to kind of adopt would, would involve lots of reversals and, and that sort of stuff. So that, you know, maybe he should have a couple of more, uh um, you know, comebacks and whatnot. But I, I think with at the time with where he was, it's, it's absolutely rep- representative of, 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 you know, kind of his placement and, um and how he was represented on, on the Indies in general.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, man, that that guy, I mean, you can still pull off some great things, but back in the day, man, holy cow. I know. Was, right. Pull you away. <laughs> yeah. uh,
0: the next card is an interesting card for a couple of reasons. Um, it, one, it, it, she was a manager in Evolve. She didn't wrestle in Evolve. Right, right. Um, but she has wrestling stats. And this is, of course, Sue yes. Young. Um, it's interesting also because I would argue that uh, for probably close to two years, this was the card that f- was, for indies fans, was the number one most wanted update. Um, Yes. And, uh, (laughs) you know, rightfully so, because when she did the whole, you know, undead bride gimmick, like it really, to to me, it's the best storyline that shine wrestling ever did. Hands down, you know, it was just incredible, incredible stuff. And it, it, it gave her, I mean, it really just set the table for her entire career. Like where she is now is all as a result of that transformation. Um, and, and at the time, yeah, she was kind of the, you know, she was the manager for the premier athlete brand. Um, and, uh, yeah, you know, she's got the distractor rating in the back of the card, but there's no interference or anything like that, which is also true because she wasn't interfering in matches. She was just kind of scouting talent, putting together the the team, that sort of stuff. And I was glad that we had the, uh, the stats for her because she was, you know, she was fun to use. And certainly anybody who wants to kind of like play around with Sue young, I feel like you still need this card because it gives you the opportunity to kind of, you know, play out that transformation into the, you know, the bloody undead bride yourself um, or, or even do what, what has been done where there've been a couple of occasions where she's kind of done the whole, you know, back and forth with the gimmick. Like, you know, is she, is she so young? Is she the you know undead bride, that sort of thing. So. Um,
1: well, I see now is in, in uh, impact. She's got three different personalities. She goes by. Oh, is that right? Yeah, she's got like kind of the Undead Bride. She's got the business, Susan. And then she's mm-hmm. got another one that's kind of more of a a peppy one there. But she, I was like, oh, that's pretty cool that she can kind of play all three of the roles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, uh, and then the next one that we have uh, is a very questionable guy.
0: <laughs> Indeed. Trent? <laughs> oh, man. Um yeah. Well, I mean, and, and another great card, uh, I felt like, uh, you know, it just had, um, you know, great offense, um, you know, level two defense is, is, is that thing, but you know, that's just my, my little nitpick that I'm sure other people have no problem with whatsoever. Uh, I love the, the role finisher. Um, you know, I thought it was a great representation of the fact that he did have, you know, a number of moves that he could or would use. Um, and obviously gave you the opportunity to have some variation in the power of the finisher as well. Cause he had a zero finisher, a plus one finisher and a plus two finisher, um yeah. based off of the role. So, um, And, and his level two offense is pretty great. I mean, he's got all of his, his uh, power, you know, three moves are uncovered. So it's like, he, yeah, I mean, he, if he, if he gets on level two offense, you know, you could be in serious trouble. And and then of yeah. course that leads to his level three offense, which is also pretty strong. It's a great card. It was a great representation, I think of not only where he was at the time, but where a lot of people felt like he could go. Um, because, you know, Trent was one of those guys that I think a lot of people pegged as being like, you know, always oh, the best unsigned talent and he needs, you know, WWE needs to you know scoop him back up. Cause he had been with them for a while right, right, and, right. you know, and, and, and all this sort of stuff. And, 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 uh, you know, I don't think his career has suffered for not going back to w w e quite frankly no, I don't think so yeah
1: uh and then the last uh card in the set uh was i think if I'm not mistaken uh I think the last one added to the set too and a guy who had had debuted not too far before this set too, which is maybe why his card isn't as strong.
0: Yeah, uh yeah, Uha Nation. Um it's a you know, it is. It's a, it, it's a weird card in some ways. And I, I don't mean that as a knock. I, I it's just odd because and this is of course is Apollo Crews and in, in WWE. Um it's just it's it's weird because I feel like it's in areas, it's very representative of where he would go pretty shortly after. You know, he was he was kind of shot straight to the top. This was not a yeah. guy that they kind of waited around to see how he would do or whatever. Um, but it's not necessarily completely representative of that, you know. Right, right. Um, he's got the super strong level one defense. Um, you know, he's got a pretty, pretty good offense uh for the most part. The seven-four pin, and you know, you could argue maybe the lack of of a second come back on level two defense is a little questionable. Um, but again, at the time the card was made and, and where he was, like it it makes sense.
1: Yeah. We didn't really know where he was going to go. You know, he had definitely a lot of buzz coming out from where he was coming into evolve, but and definitely very, you know, impressive mix of power and agility uh, there, but yeah, it really hadn't done anything really hadn't made it on the big, you know, national indie scene you know he'd just kind of come off the local scene coming into evolve so yeah, it's definitely a cool guy that I'm, gl- I'm glad we got him in the game for sure but yeah just didn't at the time we didn't really know where for sure where he was going to go and i think that's probably why he isn't as status as strong as as you maybe would have thought
0: right right um but I, again you know uh, uh, fantastic to have him in the game and i think that you know the great thing about this evolve this first evolve set is that it, it, you know it was billed as a starter set you know, you could easily you know run a, a fed with it if you wanted to um and uh i think the great thing about it is that if you only purchased evolve sets and you you know you bought all five of the sets we'll talk a little bit more about this later is that they I mean, you'd have one hell of a promotion on your hands. You wouldn't need to buy any other sets. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um,
1: yeah, a, a couple of things I'll mention also with this set there. Uh, it, it, it does come with the printed handbook. The other ones yeah. did come with the digital one. Um, and I actually did look at the credits here. Uh, so the, the cards are actually written by a couple of people. So I know Rob had the, kind of the last the last view of all that and kind of did last stat tweaks and everybody, but uh, Zeke did Zeke and Ty were both uh, involved. I guess Ty with the C. Young stats and then Ricky Schmidt and Mike Hurst also, who've definitely helped out on a number of cards over the years as well. So there was a big team effort on, on this one for sure. And then the other cool thing is in the back of the book, there is a special match. Yes, as there well.
0: is the fray match.
1: Fray match. So, um, six way match with elimination. So uh, if I'm not mistaken, I believe I am the creator of this match. It does say the handbook was written by you. So I'm going to assume that that is indeed correct. I guess, yeah, it probably was. I probably do <laughs> the other things too. There you go. Oh, yeah, oh, a yeah. handbook written by Todd. There you go. I knew I was involved somehow in it. So <laughs> yeah, but this definitely looks like my handiwork there. So uh, yeah.
0: <laughs> that much. Yeah. Uh, you know, another thing that's cool too, is that there were a couple of special rules towards the front of the book as well. Um, and one of the things I loved and and I've used in my indie feds uh, because I I enjoy the 20 count um, is that count outs and evolve happen after a 20 count when a wrestler rolls count out in the game he must roll at or below the required number twice in a row or else the match continues Mm -hmm. I I think that that's you know it's it's great Um, and, and then wrestler interference in a match is prohibited a wrestler who interferes in a match even if not caught by the official is subject to a possible fine or suspension if wrestler interference occurs decide the punishment yourself or consult the chart on the Larry Dallas card which is a great way to involve that chart as well for more than just you know you and the, the Larry Dallas interference. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I just thought it was great. I, I I picked this up, you know, pretty much as soon as it came out, um, and um, I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of out of this set. And uh, I ran an evolve fed for for a little while. It didn't last terribly long, but I've used the cards. Um, you know numerous times for my indie feds um and and there are a couple of them that i've you know that I've, have been kind of staples um the, the bravado is honestly the bravado brothers have been kind of a staple in almost all of my indie feds bringing in as a tag Absolutely. team i you know they, I, they've not actually been my latest indie fed and i think that's just mostly due with the fact that we have so many great tag teams available to us now with the past couple of you know sets right. and stuff but um but for a while yeah they were definitely a staple
1: and one other thing I want to mention here is about the art uh, for the set overall and the art and the backgrounds. Uh, so prior to this, you know, we had the uh, Chikara set and the Ring of Honor. They were all before this. Um, I'm not sure if you know, the Shimmer or CZW or Championship Wrestling for Hollywood might have been before this as well, but they had like the black, just the single color backgrounds, the Chikara and the Ring of Honor all had like the space background with the little logo in it. And you know, Rob, I know, wanted something different with the backgrounds in this one. And originally, uh, we had a couple of prototype sets printed up. I know one of them went out in the auction last year. I think I have another uh, another copy of it here, which might go in a future auction. We'll see. Uh, but the, the kind of the idea with that was um, putting that up against like a negative – of a photo of the guy was kind of like, like an action shot of the photo of the guy. It was like a negative. That was something we, t- that we tried that toyed around with. And then the end it was like, yeah, you know, it's kind of a cool look, but it, it, it wasn't one that we wanted to go with, but then just do, this is really, I think the first, but definitely the first indie sense that had the custom background uh, for everybody. Nice. So, which definitely has continued up to today.
0: Yeah, I, I love that. I mean, I, I think that it uh it does add a lot of character to uh to the cards and to the individual uh cards as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, overall, again, I think that it was it was a really great set. I thought that there were uh some standout talents, obviously, some kind of now looking back on it essential uh talents that, that you you know want probably for your indies collection including ricochet and johnny gargano uh i think are, are the two you know probably biggest standouts for me personally um but uh i again i've gotten a lot of use out of uh, out of you know a lot of these guys so um yeah uh anything else about that first of all said
1: no, I think we hit on, on a lot there. No, it's definitely a great set. Um, you know, definitely. Yeah. Some, some awesome guys that, you know, that I'm glad that that we were able to have now and kind of seeing where they've gone since then has been, been pretty amazing.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's let's go right into evolve too. Um, I, I loved this set. I remember when it was first announced. I was just super excited about it. Uh, this set was in many ways kind of one of the the headline sets for me, uh, just because I, I used uh, a lot of these cards um, quite a bit with with my uh, indie fed, and uh, specifically got a lot of mileage out of having this huge like Chris Hero Zach Saber Junior feud, um, where it was like kind of a team feud where they would both bring in you know guys. To to fill out their you know their team and, and and battle up against one another, all leading to you know uh, a series of matches just between the two of them. Um, so it really kind of formed the cornerstone of of, of my uh, fad. And uh, you know, Chris Hero, uh, f- I thought was just a great kind of headline card for the set. Um, I, I so,
1: uh, How can you pick the headliner from the well, set? I'm right. really sure. <laughs> you know, it's
0: very, very true, especially in hindsight. You know what I mean? Yeah, like sure. now looking back on it, uh, if I'm being completely honest, I did think that his defense was uh, weaker than it should have been. Um, I, I think that uh, with where he was placed uh, in Evolve and where he was placed on the Indies at the time, mm-hmm. that his defense should have been considerably better than what it was. Um, well, he only
1: does have one down on level three. No. Oh, you know, and he doesn't have a leave on there. That's another, another uh, mistake there. It looks like, but oh, well, <laughs> maybe it's online. I don't know. How online.
0: Yeah. Online he's got two downs on level three and he's got the leave option on uh, number one.
1: Oh, interesting. Yeah. This, the, this card here is a little different. So the printed card, I think that might've been a mistake that we fixed online.
0: Huh? Cause I could see, cause if you only had one down three, then I, then I could actually start to get behind this card. Um, yeah. But having the two down threes and a six, three pen makes no sense to me with where he was placed at the time. Gotcha. He was, yeah, he was unbeatable. You, you did not beat Chris hero in evolve at that particular point in time. And, and I just think that, yeah, the, that it, it doesn't make sense to me. And, and again, he's got that level two defense where it's the down three dazed one, two reversals. It's just kind of like, you know, a, 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 for where he was at the time, uh, I, 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 yeah, I wasn't buying it to be completely honest yeah. with you. Um, but, uh, but again, I was thrilled to have the, the card in general. I thought the artwork was great. Yeah,
1: um,
0: yeah. I, I really loved that artwork. Uh, you know, the, the, the portrait or excuse me, the landscape, um, with kind of the close up of, of, the, of his face and everything, it really just kind of sold the fact that this is a very different Chris hero than a, a Chikara Chris hero or a, you know, a, a ring of honor Chris hero, um, yep. which I, which I really enjoyed. Yeah. Um, another, again, you know, the, another potential headliner for the set stand out of the set is none other than Drew Galloway. Um, what a great card for Drew. I mean, rightfully so, uh, with where he was, you know, booked and, uh, and, and how he was being used not only in evolve, but, uh, obviously over in, in insane championship wrestling in Scotland and, you know, all the other things that he was doing kind of on his sabbatical from WWE, if you will, um. Yeah, loved this card. I nothing nothing about it that I would knock whatsoever. I think it's a great representation of Drew. Then I think it's really good representation of Drew right now. Frankly,
1: yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, maybe you have to boost up a little bit there, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> but yeah, no, <laughs> but no, it's a yeah, strong card, and uh, yeah, definitely, definitely cool. We had had him in the game there for sure yeah
0: big 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 win for phil singer games um and the next up would be the darewolf wolf pj black uh i once heard a story of somebody asking pj black what what the hell is a darewolf wolf because uh he, he had to explain basically he, he tried to pitch it to vince mcmahon i guess and and vince was like you know what the hell does that mean and and I, I, I guess Vince never really got it. And so, uh, you know, he was let go, uh, not, not because of that, but you know, um, uh, I, I think it's a good card. Uh, y- you know, it's weird because it's like, I look at this card and then I compare it to say the Chris hero card and I'm just sort of like, I don't get it because I feel like PJ black should not necessarily be better than Chris hero, but I feel like you'll look at the card and he kind of is, um, yeah. so, you know, um, but hey, it's a good card, and 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 I think that uh, it's cool too that you know we got another card form in uh, a Ring of Honor set down the road uh, yeah. as well. So um,
1: yeah, PJ is super cool. I've talked to him online a couple times there. He's great. I think this this art from this set actually appeared on a T shirt on Lucha Underground once. I remember uh, seeing there. That's awesome. I didn't know that uh but no, he he's totally awesome, and uh yeah really cool that you know we got the, the two cards from him they're they're a little different then too, which was, oh yeah nice kind of representing that, that that different side of him later on so yeah
0: very very different between the two i think that I think that the um oh, a, a wonderful job was done uh you know by Zeke for those stats on the on the ring of honor card um yeah. and uh yeah it, it's again it's he's, he's one of those really kind of cool unique talents, and especially at the time, like I do think that like um there was there was this thought that he was going to be a big deal um and and uh and this is no you know no disrespect to him whatsoever but i don't necessarily think that he maybe took off the way that people thought he might have on the indies
1: yeah i don't think he didn't really yeah
0: yeah um again contender for headliner of the set and an excellent card and a guy who I think might have more cards than any other indie I don't know uh and that's none other than Roderick Strong uh love this card i yeah. think that this card is just a perfect representation of Roderick Strong you know yeah he's got the level 2 defense thing that i that i rail against but it works <laughs> in this case i think it's the right choice yeah, in a lot yeah. of ways I think his move set is great. I think the power, you know, of of the moves and everything is awesome. I love that. He's got a roll finisher, um, you know, which gives you either end of heartache or the stronghold. Um, Yeah. I'm not, not going to find me complaining about this Roderick strong card. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I think the hardest part with this card was figuring out exactly what, uh, what background and which tights to use and stuff like that. I remember kind of, working with rob and kind of tinkering around with you know how we wanted him to look on the front but i kind of liked the, how the look all came together at the end
0: yeah yeah i think it's a hell of a card uh, i like it i love the art i think it's good uh next up we got SoCal val um yeah y- you know interesting because uh she was definitely a little bit of a, of a different kind of talent in evolve um you know brought a little bit of the the sex appeal uh, at mm-hmm. the time um when that wasn't necessarily something they were using a whole lot of um but uh some cool manager stats you know it's always fun when you get a manager chart um not always necessary because we do have you know the the sort of the generic one but it's always cool when you yeah. do get one specific to to the character um and uh you know some great artwork um and, and if i'm not mistaken Mexican i think
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very Maxine Davis there for sure. Yes, yes, yes. I remember, if I remember right. I think she was one that really kind of wanted a card too. So we're like, oh, okay, let's see if we can get, fit you in there. So
0: <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I, uh, I met her at all in and it was the, uh, everything was over, you know, everybody had gone home and was sitting in the bar. Uh, with uh, my co-host uh, at the time, and we're just sitting there, and uh, this other kind of podcaster/slash writer uh, came up and started talking to us, and you know, we were sitting down at this table and we we're talking. And then I saw her come uh, in and sit down, and I was just sort of like, "Hey, that's SoCal Val." And I went over and and I just you know kind of said hi. And the next thing I know, like you, you know, sitting chatting with her, and uh, you know, we had a drink together, and and she was super cool, super nice, and uh, we were talking about kids, and like you know, my daughter at the time was only like two months old, so I was. Uh, you know, showed her some pictures of my daughter and like, you know, she was, she was really, really nice. Very, very cool. And, you know, talking about talking about wrestling um, and, and, you know, just talking about like her experience the whole weekend and everything. And um, unfortunately I didn't have my card on me, so I couldn't get it signed. I'd had, oh, I'd wow. had all these cards on me like all weekend long. I'd even been carrying them like in my coat pocket and stuff like that. And, you know, I'd gotten like Kevin Sullivan, Tully Blanchard, DDP, like all these guys to sign cards and everything. And I was like, well, I don't have her card on don't me. Have so. her. Oh, well. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but uh, I, I thought she was really nice.
1: Yeah, she's great. No, glad, glad to have her in there. And yeah, I, I think for her, like a manager stats, I, I mean, I don't think her rust, she wrestled a ton, right? I don't, no, I don't really. think so. Yeah. Yeah. More personality there. But, well, speaking of wrestlers, I don't think you get much more wrestler than the next guy here.
0: That's right. Timothy Thatcher. Um, You know, it was cool because at the time when the card was released, I want to say he was kind of like on his way up, like he, but he'd not, uh, at this point in time, he'd not actually been champion, right?
1: No, he had not been champion.
0: Okay, Okay. yeah, Yeah. and uh, and so he was, yeah, he was on his way up, and uh, I mean... Who was a cool talent. There was no doubt about it. Like when I saw him in the ring for the first time, I remember just being like, man, this guy's like hits hard, you know, takes it to the mat, like just really, really cool wrestler. Um And I think the card represents where he was at the time really well.
1: Yeah, no, super unique offense and stuff too. So, yep. um, and, uh, yeah, definitely really, really cool card. I, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, again, represented him well for the time, but like soon got kind of uh, you know, <laughs> yeah, a little, right. a little outdated though. Eh, it happens with some of these indie cards, we but that's okay because he gets
0: individual. an update, which will. He does
1: get yes, this is true. This is yeah,
0: we'll true. we'll get to we'll get to it in a second here. Um, this next card, I mean, here's a guy that uh, that actually had a hell of a match with Timothy Thatcher shortly after they you know they had kind of both debuted for Evolve, and that is none other than tommy end also known as alistair black also known as malachi black uh i love i love this card i think he's amazing i think the artwork is fantastic uh i think it's a wonderful representation you know again of of where he was at the time um and even though defensively i don't know that the card necessarily holds up uh I think offensively it, you, you could still run this card as is, and it would be a pretty good representation of, you know, of, of, of Tommy in slash Malachi black.
1: Yeah, uh, definitely. No, and really cool, unique artwork and stuff there too. I mean, I mean the guy, the guy's got such a cool look and, and I'm glad we were able to capture some of that in the art there for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it was captured really well. That artwork is stellar. Uh, Another guy that you could easily argue as being a potential headliner for the set. And that is one of my favorite wrestlers on the face of the planet, Zack Sabre Jr. Uh, Absolutely loved this card, thought it was great. Um, I, you know, I can remember talking with Zeke. Uh, about how I wanted him to get an update, even though I still loved his original card. He's <laughs> he was kind enough to be like he's going to get an update. You know, in, in in the UK set, I was like, that's awesome. Um,
1: yeah, of uh, anybody who needed, uh, you know, if we were going to do one repeat in that UK set, it was going to be him. Even though, yeah great card here but yeah he needed an upgrade yeah. for
0: sure <laughs> and the, i mean and the, the the crazy thing is is it's like again it you know the evolved card is a good card i will say yes. one thing i will say is like and this is you know i warner does an excellent job is i will say that one thing that took a a, a huge leap was the quality of the art i feel like you know this card does not capture Zack saber jr nearly as well as the best of the uk card art does um yes this, this is true but, but man, I, I, I mean, what an incredible fricking set, you know, yeah. I, I, I mean, if, if, if if I'm going to, you know, if I'm going to be hypercritical, I might take PJ Black and SoCal Val and put them like slightly underneath the rest of the set, but the rest of the sure. set, Chris Hero, Drew Galloway, Roderick Strong, Timothy Thatcher, Tommy and Zack Sabre Jr. I mean, holy cow. You know what I mean? Like that's yeah. incredible.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, so a home run of a set for me. And, and, and again, I think is, is one of those sets that if you, if you're, you know, in the Indies or whatever, uh, into the Indies, phew, yeah, d- you, you gotta have that set.
1: Yep. Definitely. Definitely. Great follow-up.
0: Uh, and next up, of course, if you have evolved two, you've got to have evolve three. Um, uh, <laughs> so with, with the evolve three set, Um, we got, again, some incredible names and, uh, and one name in particular that I was so excited about, um, and not let down by in any way. But soon after was like, he needs an update, and we'll get to that. Okay. <laughs> uh, but first of all, we've got Bill Carr, um, who uh, was in the tag team with Dan Barry. And, 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 and you know, I'm going to be completely freaking honest. I am blanking on the what their tag team name was
1: team tremendous that's right i just i just looked i just looked at the artwork and figured it out myself well, i, I couldn't remember go. but yeah these guys they're i mean i guess a little bit more on the comedy side i mean they did some great matches and stuff like yeah. that but definitely involved a little bit more comedy and to stuff but you know involved didn't have a ton of tag teams at this time but this was definitely one of the more prominent ones and you know we definitely wanted to get these guys uh you know these these guys cards at that point uh this set i think was the first one where i was really and i could, was really kind of running point on the art direction um as well so some of these ones here um they robbed right the art direction of the first two and i just kind of took over more after this one um and did a lot of the figuring out the 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 guys in this set as well you know who would all be included nice. uh, but I definitely I, I I like these guys. I want I thought they 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 needed the cards and should be in there. And I think overall it it, it, it they they are statted fairly well. They got the plus two tag finisher on each of their cards. Uh um I think Dan Bill Car's got a little bit of a high pin, which kind of makes sense, but doesn't have the down three on level two. You know, it takes a little while to get them down, but once you get them down, yeah, you can probably beat them. So <laughs> right,
0: right, right. I I thought they had a wonderful texture and, and, and the neat thing too. And one of the things that I think was evident about the Evolve sets in general is that these were wonderful, even though they were kind of branded as Evolve sets and they, all these people did wrestle for evolve. Obviously you could, easily take any of these wrestlers and put them into a different indie fed or use them in a different indie. Uh you know, whether it's your home brewed indie or if you were running a Chikara or a Ring of Honor or CZW even or, or whatever the case may be, you know, you could easily slot any of these guys in there. Um, because it was very representative. I think the Evolve sets really had their finger on the pulse of what was going on in the indies
1: just yeah, as much indies as they general. did. Yeah. And Evolve. some of these guys maybe didn't do a ton. Some of these guys, especially in this set, maybe didn't do a ton with Evolve stuff at that time, but I kind of been on some big shows and we're kind of like, Oh, we really want to do cards with these guys. Can we? And then we ask "Hey, can we put these guys in? And they're like, Oh yeah, sure. You can put them in. So, <laughs> uh, so yeah, just, we're coming up to some UK talent that uh, I was like, yeah, it's borderline if they kind of qualify, but they, they wrestled for evolve and WrestleMania weekend. And I think maybe did another spot. It's like, okay, yeah, they could be in. So,
0: right. Um, next up, from my hometown of Waterloo Iowa is the one and only Fred Yehi um I think that Fred's awesome. I remember the first time I ever saw him was at an Evolve show in Chicago. Uh, and I was just like, man, I love this guy. And uh, I've seen him since numerous times at AAW shows. He's actually a former AAW uh, champion. Uh, and I, I think has just grown so much, you know, since this card was released. Um, I would certainly say that the offensively, like the card is, is still a great representation of, of him. I think defensively, it could be a little bit stronger. But um, at the time, it was exactly where yeah. it should have been for where he was playing. Placed on the evolve uh cards and and again what an incredible talent just i, I I'm, I'm a big fan of his
1: yeah i think this is like just as he was starting to get a little bit more of a push in mm-hmm. Evolve, so we tried to get a little bit of the the bump there but he definitely wasn't top of the card at that point so yeah that's why he was you know at least defensively yeah maybe right not quite there so
0: um, you know, here's a name. I'm, I'm going to be completely frank. I know some people won't really care. Some people, you know, might be turned off. i and say this it is a little bit problematic to talk about, quite frankly. Um, but that said, you, you know, I uh, had a card in the set and that is none other than Marty Skrull. Um, you know it's unfortunate some of the stuff that's come out about him uh over the past couple of years because certainly there was a moment in time when he was quite frankly one of my favorite wrestlers um sure. I, I i you know I, I thought he was fantastic um i think the card is a great representation of where he was at the time and um
1: yeah 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 definitely you know unique unique offense and we tried to capture some of that with some of his finishing mechanics and stuff like that and other things so yeah but yeah definitely cool and and big character someone we wanted to get in there that was again one of those one of those guys is a little borderline "Eh, (laughs) sure why not let's get him in there right
0: uh next up one of my favorites in spite of you know having to engage in scooter contests and quiz shows (laughs) on on raw uh is none other than matt riddle and he's the guy that i was referring to earlier uh where it was just like you, you realize shortly after it's like oh man this guy is gonna you know, he's he's going to need a little bit of an upgrade. Um, again, yeah. it's a great card. There's nothing there's nothing wrong with it. I think that this card is very, you know, it represents him well from when he first came in. Um, you could tell he was something special right away, but yeah. they also, they they booked him in a way that made a lot of sense. It was a little bit of a slow burn with him. He did not just, you know, come in and mow down the competition or anything. You know, he did kind of build himself up. Um, and uh, when he does get the upgrade in, in Evolve 5, Man, just yeah. wonderful,
1: yeah, this was one guy who, yeah, once I started seeing him at the beginning of this is not too long after his debut uh that we, we yeah. got this card in there, but I after kind of seeing him and all, I'm like, we gotta get him in this set, you know, yeah you, know, you know we and we were able to get him in there, but uh, and I knew he was, you know, going to be a big guy that we we knew we'd want to have in there. Uh, but yeah, you know, it was like, uh, how strong can we make him, considering he hasn't done too much yet? And so it was kind of like that balance. But as you said, like you knew, I knew soon thereafter, like right, eventually he's going to have to get an upgrade because yeah, it's it's just so good.
0: I can remember at the time when he, you know, when he debuted either right before or right after he debuted, I can remember chatter online kind of talking about like, you know, not every MMA guy is going to be like Brock Lesnar or, you know, not every, which is ridiculous considering that Brock had been in WWE before. MMA. Sure. But regardless of that, uh, you know, that there, that there had been this kind of chatter of like, you know, can he actually make the transition? You know, is it, you know, has, you know, whatever. And I, I mean, I, I don't, I, he's one of those guys, you know, just like, uh, you hear people talk about angle where it was kind of like he, he had it down right away. You know, yeah. he, he's just, he had that. Uh, and I, I, you know, remember when I saw him, um, I've seen him multiple times, uh, at a, a W and evolve shows and, uh, I mean, he never disappointed me anytime I saw him, I got a hell of a match And, you know, he told uh, a hell of a story and uh, I'm, you know, I, I just, I, I hope, I hope that there are better things to come for him, quite frankly. Um, I think there will be. Yeah. Next up, we got TJ Perkins. Um, I think this is an interesting card because I feel like it's, 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 represents him very well um, and for me in in using the card, uh, I have had either very short matches and he wins. Or I've had very long matches and he loses. It's it's oh, kind of like there's been no in between. <laughs> interesting, <laughs> because it, and 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 the reason why that's interesting to me is he doesn't necessarily have a card that dictates that on paper. Like I don't look at this card and think like, whoa, with that defense, he's going to take a while to put away. You know, it's kind of your standard sort of indie's defense. You know, it's it's yeah. the six three pin, the down three on level two defense. Like it's got all the hallmarks of those kind of cards. And 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 you know, on the offense, I think one of the things is is that I, for whatever reason, I've had a tendency to roll that debt. Nation kick which is an add one and so it's like you roll a couple of those and if he rolls that finisher or if he rolls a pin like he can take out indie guys pretty handily because he's got that add one
1: right no absolutely absolutely yeah yeah only the one zero finisher but yeah having that add one on on level three offense a little little, little, little something bonus there so uh yeah that was cool seeing him he was like the original uh cruiserweight champion wasn't he there too and that's the right movie. that's right Yeah, so that was kind of cool uh seeing him do that um but uh yeah at the time i think yeah he was uh, this is very representative of, of where he was
0: yeah. Yeah. Uh and you know it's cool he's he's currently with uh New Japan. Um he's actually a part of the United Empire faction um with uh Will Ospreay. Um I, I thought it was really cool, you know, for a while there uh, we've got uh Will Ospreay, uh, TJ Perkins and Jeff Cobb all in the game and all three of them um are uh uh United Empire as well as Aussie yeah. Open. So it's like we basically have United Empire in the game. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Uh, which is which is pretty cool. That's um awesome yeah um yeah i think he's a hell of a talent i think that you, you know if if you're thinking with your observer brain and reading a whole lot of shit then you know he's definitely seems to have had maybe some personality issues some conflicts with people in the past that maybe have stunted where he could uh could have gone but that said i, I mean the talent that he possesses is, is clearly something that has carried him far and uh yeah i'm interested to see kind of what he's what he's going to do um going forward now that he's in new japan um and uh i I, like i said he's a hell of a talent and i think the card represents him well yep absolutely uh next up is hot sauce tracy williams
1: (laughs) yeah hot sauce man yeah he i remember i signed him uh, as hot sauce at a aiw show uh had him signed under a different gimmick at one point but, you know, k no, brother, you know. He never wrestled
0: one. under any other gimmick. <laughs> 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 oh, man. Um, yeah, man. I, I I thought that this was a great card, and I thought that, uh, that this was very representative of kind of where he was being booked at the time. I always remember being a little disappointed that he never got... Um, they'd never got a shot. Uh, I, I mean, he had shots, but he, that he never had a run with the Evolve championship because yeah. there was a time when he was positioned as, as he was, he was positioned as the top guy in the promotion. He just didn't have the belt.
1: Right. Yeah. But That's I would true. argue That's that true. he was
0: the top guy.
1: I think he challenged for it a couple of times in there, but he yeah, did. Never, never yeah. Got it. yeah.
0: His, his final match too, uh, was, um, was for the title as well uh, for the promotion, but um, obviously he's done well in ring of honor since then. I think the, the neat thing is, is that he kind of built a persona that he had in evolve that he carried over into ring of honor. Um, and, um, yeah, you know, he had that amazing run uh in the uh the for the pure championship and the pure tournament um and made it all the way to the finals where he lost to Jonathan Gresham, which mm-hmm. let's face it, if you're gonna lose to somebody and, and you know for the pure championship, losing to, to, to Gresham is not a terrible uh uh you know, terrible thing to do. Um and and he ended up becoming a, a two time tag team champion over there as well, as well as uh winning the television championship. Um so you know, it's clearly a guy who has been doing great. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. uh, and, uh, and, and, and at the time, again, I think that the card uh, that he got was, yeah, it was pretty on the money.
1: Yep. Yep. Definitely. Well, the next one here, the last one in the set uh, is definitely one, uh, you know, one to make sure we get in and man, he's uh, he's definitely climbed up to, to a good place in life now.
0: Here's the thing <laughs> I have wanted, and still want an update for this card for a number of years. Sure. You know, uh, and the funny thing is, is that Uh, I wanted...
1: We're we're talking about Will Ospreay, by the way.
0: Yes, Will Ospreay, yes. Uh, I wanted an update for Will Ospreay uh, probably, I mean, probably going back like five years ago, you know, Mm. because uh, I just was like, we, we need an update for Will Ospreay. Um, and, uh, you know, it didn't happen, which, you know, whatever it, it it happens. What are you going to do? Um, and then I feel like I could have argued for another update for him, you know, like two years ago when he made the bump up to heavyweight. Um, and it's just sort of like, we literally could have had three cards for Will Ospreay if it was up to me.
1: Yes, of course,
0: of But yeah, I, I mean, it's it's an interesting card for me because so much of this is based around like you know the the flashier moves that at the time he was doing you know busting out kind of on the reg, and now you look at the way that he has grown, and you look at like the past four years of his career, and 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 just this card is, is absolutely no longer representative of Will Ospreay in my mind. Right. Um you, you know uh that said, it's a great card and it was very representative of, of exactly where he was, you know, at the time it was released.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But again, another really cool thing. I remember when we had the one year, I think the, the best of the super juniors was won by him. And then the G one was won by Kenny Omega. I'm like, holy cow. We got, Cards are both the winners of the uh of right. the new Japan tournaments, so that was pretty amazing. But uh, yeah, this is why I think, if I'm not mistaken, I think this was a PWG signing by Zeke, if I'm not yes. mistaken. That sounds about right on that that front,
0: so. yeah. I remember uh, I remember him telling me that at one point. Um, another, yeah, another great set, you know. I mean, obviously, I think the Evolve 2 set was. Just a rock star set filled with studs, yeah. and this set was, you know, not quite that, but still some incredible cards, and and again, cards that you just would really, really want if you're, um, you know, rolling out an evolve fed or having an indie fed going. Yeah. Uh, so let's go with evolve Four, um, and first up right off the bat, what a great card for a guy who I'm so glad got, uh, you know, a little bit of an update, um, over his CZW card, not that the CZW card was you know bad by any means, but I feel like that this, you know, the evolve card, certainly more representative of kind of where he, where he was and, and even a little bit more representative where he is now, frankly, um, yeah. although not wildly different, just, just a couple of tweaks here and there. Uh, and that's Chris Dickinson, um, And yeah, I love the card. I love the art. I think it's, I think it's a great one.
1: Yeah. No. And then, yeah, with his, with his team there, I mean, they were a big, big team, him and him and Jocka, who also had a card in this set as well. Uh, Yeah. Big, big team in evolve at that time. And uh, yeah, big, big fan of both those guys. Shaka, I've actually had in my house before, uh, <laughs> randomly. Um, uh, but uh, no, uh, definitely glad to have these these both these guys in there, in there for sure. And Chris, yeah, glad to give him give him that update. I think it, it was it meant it was kind of meaningful for this set. I think it made a lot of sense. We don't we didn't always try to update guys all the time, but sometimes when you know, especially this the Fed specific sets, there you know when it made sense. And this time it definitely made sense.
0: Yeah. Um, a guy who I had the fortune of seeing very early in his evolved career, he had not been, um, you know, at it very long, um, and, uh, made an immediate impact on me and is still one of my favorite guys to watch um and has has luckily had some opportunities even very recently to remind us of what a gifted wrestler he is in addition to being you know kind of just a unique individual unique personality and unique competitor and that is Darby mm-hmm. Allen um i was disappointed in this card
1: <laughs> well this at this point he was Again, pretty early in his career, didn't win a ton, I don't think, but you know, definitely had that unique look and the unique attitude. And I mean, this is a guy who's like, I like, I, I really dug him, and I'm like, we gotta get him in the set. And I really love the artwork on it. I know the stats maybe yeah. aren't where it is, but uh, um, yeah, a- it seems like yeah, the coffin drop here is a, is a zero and could a little bit more at certain times but yeah that could yeah I could see that being a little stronger
0: here's my here's my problem here's my biggest problem with it I agree you know with where he was placed at the time and with what he was doing uh, you know as far as wins losses in Evolve goes that this was a card that should not like I said be winning you watch any of his matches, even early in Evolve, and this was a guy who was still taking an incredibly, you know, incredible amount of punishment and an incredible beating yeah. in every match. To have a seven-four pin, in my yeah, opinion, is right. not representative right. of that. I would much rather have seen a lower pin and an extra down three on level yep. three defense. And I feel like that would be. And again, that's the thing that sometimes, I, you know, I, I, I'm very critical, and I and I will continue to be because I feel like I want to establish credibility. I don't want to just be a mouthpiece for the company or whatever. But sure, I feel like when when I look at some of the indie cards. I see some of these similarities that have been established early on, and I understand you can't reinvent the wheel now, and that's fine. But I look at this and I see, that that formula you know it's like two down threes on the level three defense and and a six three or seven four pin for for you know for for your guys and 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 there are some exceptions to the rule obviously but it to me the more interesting choice here would have been a lower pin and an extra down three because i feel like it would have represented the fact that here's a guy who can take an ass kicking but you're gonna have to fight to put him down and i feel like just that change would have been enough for me to look at this and be like oh yeah that 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 feels right you know i'm not even gonna rail against that level two defense i think that's why having (laughs) the down three over there because it because again that's that you're right that's where he was on the card at the time and even now you could make the argument that's still kind of how he is he's going to take a beating he's not going to go in there and just you know but he's going to walk through fire and come out the other end and i think that that's the thing that makes him interesting whereas this card is just going to lose matches
1: Right. not all the time no, fair, fair but enough. he's just gonna lose, yeah. you know yeah exactly yeah definitely one where the uh, the art uh out, outclassed the stats on, the, on this yeah. guy. <laughs>
0: <yeah>. <laughs> um now however this next guy who he was feuding with uh, uh shortly yes. after not at the time the set was released but i think shortly after that i love the update for love the art for love everything about this card i think it is a wonderful wonderful representation of him and that is none other than all ego ethan page
1: This is the third Ethan Page. Yeah. Actually. (laughs) So he had one at the National Pro Wrestling Day set. Uh, He had one in the AIW set. And this one here. And funny enough, with the art, I remember I contacted... I think I remember... Ethan kind of like, I saw him at AIW there and he kind of was like with the, the art there, he's like, eh, this is kind of an old picture. So I remember when we, we were doing this one, I'm like, hey, I remember you said before you wanted to, you know, uh, the, the, the the picture to be, you're right. And I kind of sent him another one, you know, at that time, he's like, yeah, that was a little bit better than some of the other ones you guys have used, but you should really use this <laughs> one. <now. laughs> so, he gave me a brand new reference shot and 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 his new logo and everything like that to use. So, yeah, yeah. He, he definitely was one that uh you know cared about that, which I thought was cool. But.
0: Yeah, I think it's a great card. You know, the funny part is is that it's not necessarily wildly different from his prior two cards. Nah. Um, but, but uh, I, I think it is, it is a great card. And again, a good representation kind of, of of, where he was placed. You know, I think that you could certainly you could make the argument um, that, that based off of maybe how he was presented at times that maybe that down three on level two defense is unnecessary um, that you could have just gone with kind of a straight, you, you know, hurt two there sure. um to, to to bump him up a little bit defensively but overall yeah I think it's it's a good it's a good card and uh love the artwork and 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 as far as like kind of you know updates go, um was the update necessary stat wise? Sure you can maybe make the argument no, but art wise I mean the funny thing is is art wise that card still still sells. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, like it still it, yeah, works. So works yeah. for
1: sure. Yeah. Hey, he's cut up now. He really is cut up now. Like Yeah, right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, next up, the aforementioned Jaka. Uh, great card for him. I, I think yeah. that, yeah, this, this card is, uh, yeah. He, you know, the funny thing is, is again, this is one of those situations where you could maybe make the argument to lose the down three on level two defense, but I think with where he was at the time the card yeah. was released, it probably is the right choice.
1: Yeah, exactly. a second Jaka card, too, because he had right. one in the Jakara set as well. 'Cause they have yeah, the wrecking crew card. Uh yes. Yes, he's part of that that group there. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think it was uh, Team Pazuzu uh, with uh, Chris Dickinson at the time. So glad to have them in there.
0: Right, I, I love that he's got the you know the special stats too. If partnered with Chris Dickinson, you know yes. his, his finisher becomes a role finisher, which is really cool. Takes yes. it anywhere from a plus one up to a plus three. Um, yeah, really, really nice. Here's another guy who I always thought should have been a little bigger than he was. I remember watching him wrestle and really enjoying him, enjoying his gimmick. they thought he was just different, um, and I feel like hasn't really necessarily gone where I thought he would go, and that's Jason Kincaid. Um you know, I think the card, especially for where he was and how he was presented in in Evolve at the time, the card is a great representation of him. Um but yeah, I I I I I, I questioned sometimes I'm like, whatever happened to him? Because there was, you know, there was a moment there where I was just really enjoying his stuff. And then he kind of disappeared for a while, fell off the map, but I think he might've been injured. And then, <laughs> uh, I never, you know, I, I read about him recently and I was just kind of like, Oh, huh. I didn't realize, uh, that that was kind of where he, where he ended up. Um, I think he's in Japan now is where he's doing. most. That sounds before. about right. Yeah. 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 So, um, but a good card. I was glad to have him in the game. You know, this set came out at a perfect time when I was really heavily into evolve and, uh, it was kind of perfect to see some of these guys. Um, next up is none other than Jeff Cobb. Uh, I love Jeff Cobb. Uh, I've had the opportunity to talk to him a number of times, interview him for the old podcast, um, hang out with him, uh, once after an AEW show, what an awesome guy. I, I, yeah. He's so nice. He's so down to earth. He's so open and honest. He's just, and he's, and he's so good at what he does. An incredible athlete, wonderful wrestler.
1: Yeah. No, I love, love his, uh, love his matches there. And yeah, really, really glad uh, when Zeke was able to sign him that we could include him in this set. Um, I, I would argue that his Ring of Honor stats are uh, the right
0: stats, if you will. Um, yeah, I can see that.
1: I can see that, yeah. But yeah. I would also argue that I like his Evolve art better than his Ring of Honor art. I could see that,
0: yeah. Mm-hmm. I just uh, wanted
1: a, a Matanza card uh, from Lucha Underground, but, you know, what are you going to uh, do? Uh, Oh, maybe. You never know it'll happen. Um <laughs>
0: next up next up uh is the man who made his AEW debut tonight, and that is none other than Keith Lee. Um yeah. this is this is, I mean, you know, it's got the level two defense thing. Um, but but other than that, like pretty strong card.
1: Yeah, pretty good there. Only one uncovered three on level two defense he has got the, the choice D. Uh, with that so his offense a little bit there but yeah it's, it's overall pretty pretty good double finisher all that he did have a tag card uh with shane taylor in the ring of honor set before this one but then he started doing a lot more singles and started really kind of blowing up everywhere and getting to evolve and we're like all right we need to get this singles card out for him big time so um yeah definitely this this uh this set has um overall is kind of picked up i think keith lee is definitely one of the main guys although i think Darby Allen's probably the number one reason this set has been picking up in popularity, but I oh, gotta think sure. Keith Lee's up there too. Uh, for yeah. sure. And
0: it, you know, it's interesting too, because kind of going back to the Jeff Cobb thing with the artwork and I think especially because they were produced so close to one another, uh, I have a hard time deciding which I, I think I like the evolve artwork better than the ring of honor artwork in this case, but I, I do like really like that better. work better, but I do yeah. really like that ring of uh, honor artwork as well. Mm-hmm. Um, This next guy I feel so bad for because, you know, he was a guy that I think was positioned to really have that trajectory of telling the full story of a career, you know, kind of beginning, you know, to, to, to the top of the card sort of thing and uh, got derailed by, by injury and that's Peter Casa. But I think the card is great. I love the move set. Um, I I think that uh, again, very representative of, of where he should be.
1: Yeah, I think uh, Peter got injured, uh, I think, right during the whole process of us making the set. We were planning to do the card, and then the end, we're like, yeah, it looks like his career might be done, but we're like, hey, you know, we should still include him in there you know, kind of, you can play out where his, where his career would go from there. Yeah. Uh, and he was, he was super nice. You know, we'd we chatted a couple of times online. He kind of helped out with, you know, some stuff on his, his card, you know, stuff to stuff to put on there and whatnot. So um, yeah, definitely really sad as his career and then the way he would, you know, he would have wanted it to. Right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. And again, I just think that he was, he was kind of positioned in a place where it was just sort of like we were going to get to see this guy, you know, get built you know, I, I feel like he, he really was, they were, you could tell that they were kind of like behind him. Um, and, and then, yeah, just, you know, that's, that's unfortunately, that's the way, that's the way it goes. It's, you know, it's yep. might not be a contest, but it's sure as hell full contact. So, um, yeah. Uh, well that will bring us to the final evolve set evolve five, uh, this is another one of those sets that I just like, if I had to rank the evolved sets, it would be pretty hard, but I think two and five would probably be fighting for that top spot. Yeah. Um, so many great cards in this set. Uh, so many cards that I use in, in my Indies feds. Um, uh, you, you know, and I, I, yeah, I, I mean, a couple of them that I'm using, um, pretty much right now. Uh, so let's go ahead and start off with the work We'll, we'll cover both of them. And that is Anthony Henry, who is a guy who has had just a, a wonderful career on in the indies. Um, I mean, he's he's worked in in so many different places um and 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 i think is someone that you kind of always take note notice of um and he's you know he's he's been with evolve he's been with full impact pro he's you know he's he's worked all over uh uh the south the northeast evolve obviously um worked in wwe um all elite you know i mean he's he's just yeah he's he's done everything (laughs) yeah exactly um and uh I think is, is a hell of a talent, um, you know, good, good hand in the ring. Uh, and I, at the time, again, I was really big into evolve at the time this set came out. I loved the work horseman tag team with him and his partner, JD Drake, um, yeah. who, uh, just, I mean, what a great talent, you know, speaking of great talents, like that's mm-hmm. a guy who I just love to watch and, um, you know, seeing his stuff in, in beyond and limitless and, uh, and, and AEW. And I, and I just, yeah, I, I really, really enjoy his work quite a bit. And I remember the first time I saw him live, I, I was, I was just kind of like, Wow, you know the, this guy is is so good, and you know he, he looks a little bigger. He doesn't he doesn't fit the mold, especially of a lot of the talent that was working for Evolve at the time.
1: Mm-hmm. But
0: man, he belonged there just as much as anybody else in the ring, without a doubt. Oh, totally,
1: totally. Yeah, we I mean, always try to get I you know I always try my best to get a, a you know tag team in one of these sets there and, and at that time and these these were the tag this was the tag team of um, yeah. Evolve there to to include did a lot of work down in uh i think pwx i think they were really big there as well in the carolinas um but um yeah no definitely these are definitely the right guys to have and get caught them at a a good time um but yeah i mean it'd be interesting to kind of see how you know they design them now since they do a lot of singles as well i guess in evolve they're mostly tag teams uh for the most part though i they did uh did one of them get a, one of the single silos at one point later on in there. I, I can't remember. If um,
0: so he, Anthony Henry did not, I mean, he's held single styles, but not evolve. but I think, didn't JD
1: Drake hold the, the evolve title? At I think he did towards the end. Yeah. I'm trying to, <laughs> to research that, right? Remember towards the end. I'm like, Oh, okay. Maybe he should get a singles card there. But at that point, I think we, we had stopped doing the evolve sets at that point. But, uh, you know what? He
0: he might not have held the Evolved title. He held the WWN title. I oh, the like, WWN title.
1: That's right. Which yeah. was an Evolved. That's right. That's what it was. That's <laughs> what it was. Yeah, I remember he was and then and and,
0: and and then they sealed the title because uh Austin Theory beat uh JD Drake for the WWN title. And so the I think I I think that was the end of the WWN yeah. title.
1: Maybe not. What yeah, was that was it. I okay. think it might have been. Yeah, yeah, that was.
0: Yeah, that was it. So, um, uh, well, speaking of Austin, speaking theory, of Austin Theory, <laughs> theory yeah, right? That was an easy enough segue. Uh, okay, look, let's be completely honest here. He has been absolutely, in my opinion, wasted in WWE thus far. Uh, I'm glad that he's getting kind of the the placement that he's getting, but yeah. the fact of the matter is, is that like this guy can wrestle mm, and and yes. and is good in the ring, and thus far, you haven't really seen a lot of that. Um, you've gotten glimpses mm. of it. Yeah, yeah. but but it's you know he doesn't. The thing is, is he doesn't
1: need the character work because he was already character. I, oh, I guess in in NXT, I guess he was. Yeah,
0: I, I think he was. I think he was a character in Evolve. You know, he had that smarminess. He 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 reminded me very much in, in a very positive way, without being a rip off or anything like that. He reminded me very much of an early Heartbreak Kid. You know, yeah. Intercontinental Champion era Heartbreak Kid. And I thought that it was perfect for for what he what he was what he is. I thought this card represented him really really well at the time that the set came out. Unfortunately, yeah. I would say that within probably a few months of the set dropping, the card needed an update. Because because, well,
1: yeah, know, mean, yeah. He,
0: he was their top. He was their top guy. You know, he's
1: our top guy. Real quick, yeah, exactly. Yeah, we, I mean, this is soon after his debut. I think as well. I mean, really young guy at that point too. So yeah. we we're like, he seems he has got all the tools. We want to get him in. He's got you yeah, he he's still a young. Wrestler, guy. But, he's yeah. only twenty four. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's amazing. Holy cow. Yeah. So at the time this came out in 2018. So yeah, he was, yeah, I thought it was, he was only around 20 then. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy.
0: Yeah. The, you know, and, and I love that it's got the full impact pro championship on there. Uh, I forgot to mention this earlier. I wanted to mention yes. it and it slipped my mind, but uh, you know, that was a title that a lot of the guys in that first set had held John Davis, Trent Barretta, yes, Rich yes. Swan, Uh, And at the time, but that that set came out or shortly after the first evolved set came out, Caleb Conley had a hell of a run with it for a, you know, almost a full year. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, it was cool to get that belt on there. And, and of course, um, Austin theory had, um, not the, not the longest run, um, because he dropped it to Anthony Henry, but, but he had a pretty long run almost a year. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Anyway, well, that's long uh, enough for me to consider putting the belts on the art. So that, yeah, uh, right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I was stoked to have him in the game. Uh, I've, I've enjoyed using him. Uh, there are times when I've wished that maybe he performed a little bit better, but... Now with the ringside companion, I could just apply that hometown rule to him anywhere he goes and maybe he'll perform a little bit better for me. We'll see. There you go. There you um, <laughs> next up is a guy who uh, has had a very interesting career. Um, and, and I think, uh, you know, someone that, uh, at the time he got this card, I was not super familiar with him, but I was familiar enough with him. Um, because he, um, he, he had just, if I'm not mistaken, when this card came out, I think he had just come back to AAW, um, after, you know, having been in impact for a while or TNA for a while. Um, and he just had that horrible injury down in, uh, Mexico, uh, and and he wrestled, uh, Cody, Cody Rhodes, um, in a match that I saw there. And, uh, so anyway, I was super excited to get the card for him. And, um, uh, I, I think it's, you know, it's Great representation uh, of of where he was at the time, and, and you still haven't said his he name. Is now
1: you still haven't said his name. Did I not say DJZ? You did not say DJZ. <laughs> this, is, this is what happens. This is what happens.
0: uh Yeah, no DJZ. Uh, I, yeah, I, I, again, I think it's I think it's a good card. i Think it's a great representation. Um, and we you know, played
1: around with the artwork on this one too, because uh, I think the actual reference art. Where he's doing the pose and with all the lights and everything, he's wearing the helmet. Mm. And it was like, oh, you know, should we have him with the helmet? Like, nah, we really need to have his face on there. So we kind of, this is another Warner job where we kind of put another one with his face, but on this post. I just thought the pose was so cool. So
0: nice, nice. Well, and of course, now he's in um, uh, NXT. So, yes. Um, yeah and i think uh, he has a
1: figure where he's wearing a mask so you know maybe yeah. you know maybe i should have put the mask on him i don't know <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: man um phew. yeah way, really cool guy uh i i i have spoken with him a couple of times after aaw shows and he um is is just yeah i think um I don't know. I, I I think it's a, it's a good card for him. I've seen him do some crazy stuff, jumping off some balconies, uh, Logan square auditorium, heard Danny Danny overheard Danny Daniels once saying that uh, if, if, if they did too much more of that, they might not be able to use the space again. Right. Um, so uh, I don't think that, that, that they do that very often, but I did see DJ Z once jump off the balcony at the Logan square auditorium, which was fun. So yeah. um, next up a guy who, uh, again, I would love to see get an update. Uh, I think that he, he needs it as well as his tag team partner. Uh, I think they both need an update quite frankly, because they're one of the best tag teams on the Indies today. Uh, and that of course is uh, Dominic Garini uh, at the time that this card came out. I felt like this was a pretty good representation of where he was. Um, I, I love the offense. I think the offense is very, very much exactly spot on with, with where he is. Um and where he was at the time, certainly. Um, you know, the defense, even at the time, the defense felt maybe just a tad weak. Maybe not, though. I don't know. I don't know. I'm on the fence with this one, to be completely honest.
1: Yeah, stuff. I think it was really before he got his footing. I mean, I, I kind of pushed to make sure to, to get him into the set, because he came from AIW, and I was kind of a fan for him from there. But based on his kind of placement, you know, he hadn't formed the tag team yet uh, um, uh, with, uh, with Kevin. And then, like, He kind of was doing, I guess, a little bit more. I mean, he's getting some wins, but kind of more on the undercard there. So I don't think we could have positioned him too high at that time, which is probably why his defense is a little lower.
0: Yeah, and like I said, I, yeah, I'm, I like I said, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence again. I think he needs the update. So I'm just saying
1: there's a lot of updates. I think people want to have, but, uh, but but here's, but,
0: but here's, here's my argument for this is that a lot of the updates that people want out there are updates that we're not going to do, you know, we're not going to do Kenny Omega or Will Ospreay or, you know what I mean? And Eddie Kingston, we're not going to do those cards now. And so I feel like the ones that we can do, we probably should do. And I think Dominic Garini and Kevin Koo need that because again, they are one of the premier tag teams on the Indies today and their cards do not reflect that. Mm-hmm. um so i i would i would certainly argue that that you know updates for them would be would be nice
1: okay fair enough fair enough i've
0: said my piece well, uh, speaking, <laughs> of,
1: speaking of updates speaking of updates we got oh, two man. of them next yes you know
0: so here is i love this card and that of course is matt riddle uh this is the king of bros card this is just perfect in every way um i, I would not change a thing except for maybe the down three on level two defense but we won't go there. Uh, I, I love the roll finisher. I, I think the roll finisher is so great. It's it's a wonderful mechanic for him because he was using a lot of different finishers. Oh, um, totally. You know, I think part of the part of the whole presentation of him is that he didn't necessarily really have a finisher. He had just ways that he could beat you. You know, um, and uh, what a what a yeah, just what a great card. I love the artwork. I love the artwork. Uh, I, I, I this is to me this is Matt Riddle. Like this is. Yeah. Matt really. Yep. You
1: know? Yeah. This is again, this is one of those ones. Yeah, we we needed to have the update for him. Yeah, we knew it again, as you said, like soon after the other one. I'm like, all right, we gotta get this one in there. And I think I talked to him at an Evolve show and um, you know, about getting this new one there. And uh he was cool, man. Cool, you know <laughs> what a unique character this guy is, though. Really cool, really cool guy to meet, uh, for sure.
0: Yeah. 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 I've, I've had the pleasure of talking to him a couple of times too, uh, af- once after an Evolve show and, uh, another couple of times after, uh, AAW shows. actually, it's funny. He, the, the last AAW show that I talked to him, he remembered me, which I thought was really cool. Um, but, uh, what a cool guy, what a chill guy. Uh, I've, I've, I've heard some, some Matt Riddle stories, uh, that I will not, I will not put on the air here, but, uh, they're fun stories um and uh he's yeah he's he's a heck of a talent and uh i, I yeah like i said i love this card uh, i think it's 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 perfect um next up of course another update like I said timothy thatcher and this is another great card and what a perfect update for somebody who uh at the time was you know arguably their top guy um yeah. you, you know had had a hell of a run with the evolve championship and um i, I think that that again it's a great card it's you know it's it's another one of those where i I, you know wonder about the down three on level two defense but (laughs) you know um it is what it is um yeah a a 596 day reign with the Evolve championship so
1: yeah Yeah, that uh, that right there necessitated uh, an update right then and there so yeah
0: yeah, the longest reigning, the longest reigning, the most defenses, had 22 defenses, um, and, uh, you know, he was knocked off the top of the mountain by none other than Zach Sabre Jr., um, and Zach Sabre Jr. was knocked off the top of the mountain by Matt Riddle, so there you go, there you go. Um, um yeah, I, I, again, I, I, I love the art on the card. I thought the art on his first card was great too, but this was certainly a little bit more representative of kind of where, you know, where he was um, yep. at the time the card was released. And uh, I think that, yeah, that this, you know, this card could easily be um, you know one of your main eventers. Speaking of main eventers. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, there is no doubt that this card is a main eventer anywhere he goes, and that is none other than Walter.
1: What ever happened to that guy? Well,
0: you know, let's face it. He, there was some controversy recently. We won't go into that. It was <laughs> dumb and it was WWE being dumb. But that aside, uh yeah, I mean the guy is, wherever he goes you, you you just you look at him and you're just kind of like that's, that's, that's one of my guys, you know, (laughs) um, and he has been, uh, uh, all over the place, you know, whether we're talking WXW in Germany, PWG, uh, progress. Um, yeah, I mean, just, and then obviously, uh, WWE and NXT UK, uh, and NXT, I mean, he's just been, I, I, I think anywhere he has gone for the past 15 years, he has been an important member of the roster. And this card clearly uh, represents that and represents that well.
1: Yeah. Unfortunately it does have a down three level two defense. You know, you just had to say that, didn't you? Yeah, did. uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. I, I'm, I am very, uh, I think again, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm, uh, very happy with this card. I love the artwork on it. And I think how cool is it that we have Walter in the game? You know? Amazing.
1: Amazing. Yeah. This, this one once. yeah. And then when Zeke told me about him, I'm like, Oh boy. All right. We got him. Okay. Good. Yeah. You know, he's going right in. It didn't take long after that signing uh, for him to be in this set. So, but uh great way to kind of wrap up another really, really cool set there
0: yeah i think if anything you know going through these and doing this overview which a lot of it frankly i've done on the fly i didn't you know i didn't have a whole lot of time to prepare uh surprise surprise uh it has really just what do you
1: have like two kids you're looking after or something
0: yeah today was a doozy um but uh it has just reminded me of how incredibly well put together these sets were um and how lucky we are to have so many of these names in the game and at our disposal. the, you know, as far as I'm concerned, the best cards uh, of these evolved sets are amongst some of the very best indie cards, period. Um, and I don't just mean like the best is in, you know, their main event guys. I mean, the best is in the art, the stats, y- y- you know, when they came out, et cetera. I just think that they definitely rise to the top um, when it comes to um being versatile cards for you to use for your indie fed and i have been very very pleased with these cards and uh again following evolve as closely as i did for a time it was always exciting to see who was going to be in the next set um and i felt like one of the things that i you know i will absolutely you know say kudos on is that each set felt to me like a very good representation of the talent that was needed like if if there was you know when the next evolve set was getting ready to come out i would think oh i want this guy this guy this guy and they would usually be in the set so uh, i always felt like they did a wonderful job and in some ways i would argue more than really any of the other indie sets, you know, like Chikara, Ring of Honor, you know, themed kind of sets, CZW sets that we had, I feel like the Evolve sets helped to set the template for the way that the indie sets are done now more than any of the other, you know, Fed-specific sets that we had before.
1: Oh, completely agree. Because, I mean, that's kind of what Evolve was. You know, Evolve was kind of like, you know, what's kind of the the hot and what's kind of the pulse of the indie indie scene at that time. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. This is very much, even like you said, like the artwork just being, you know, more focus on the individual than the than the promotion um, right. stuff like that and then just you know the selection of guys I mean we just had you know we got to get a little bit more broader with that it wasn't like okay well who's on the roster now and who are they? you know who you know who who can we kind of use and it's kind of a finite set you know maybe having to do some more updates that you know it's like eh, you know how can we kind of make a set out of that like some of the ring of honor ones it was tough to make some of them sometimes there but the the evolve i mean the, the cadence of the evolve sets were maybe a little bit less frequent than the ring of honor ones too which maybe helped a little bit there sure um but uh, yeah, there was always new guys kind of cycling in and, and and stuff like that. there's a little bit broader, um, broader roster that we had to choose from.
0: Yeah, yeah. I you know it, it it I guess it also drives home how influential Evolve has been on the Indies. Yeah, you know I, I think that the way that Evolve kind of ended by getting bought up and folded into WWE and put on the network and all that sort of stuff feels kind of like you know, definitely not out with a bang, you know, just out with a whimper kind of ending to, to, to the fed. And it, I, 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 you know, I would certainly say that at first they they were still putting on some great shows um, when WWE kind of picked them up, but uh, there is no doubt that there was a stretch uh, of cards there where they ran probably close to like 80 cards that, they weren't all home runs by any stretch, but they were definitely leading um, the indies in a lot of ways, you know, yeah. and they did it in a way that like PWG gets a lot of credit and they just, des- excuse me, they deserve a lot of that credit. But the thing that evolved did that PWG did not always do. And part of this was because of the difference in the models, which is completely understandable. But whereas PWG was more interested in putting together like super shows, you know, being a super yeah. indie. Evolve still did a wonderful job of having a very well-established hierarchy on the cards. Here's your undercard, here's your midcard, here's your main event. And, and the talent was used in such a way that you could identify pretty easily like, you know, these are my top guys, these are my midcarders, these are my undercards. You know, And, and you could identify very easily when somebody was on their way up. You know, and, and there were still surprises. This was not a case of like, okay, of course, this guy's gonna go over this guy because of the way that they're that they're you know booked. That that oftentimes what would happen is there would be that shock win that would be yeah. a signifier of this guy going up to the next yes, level. Yes, you yes, you know, and 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 I felt like Evolve was booked really, really well there for, for a while and 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 again has been very influential on the on the indies. And all you really need to do is take a look at the talent that worked there to see that. Yeah. Um, I, a lot has been said about Gabe and, 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 and payouts and, and the way that he treated talent at times. But I think, uh, you know, there's, there's no denying that. Um, yeah. He, he, he knew what he was doing. I mean, you look at the early days of ring of honor, it's the same yeah. thing. Um, I, yeah. I, I think that you look at evolve, you look at ring of honor and you understand he has a ceiling, you know, once he hits that, he can't really get past it. But uh, uh, that said, some great stuff.
1: Oh, absolutely! Yeah, you yeah, got two two very influential time periods of two very influential companies right there. Under absolutely. Him, so, yeah. yeah.
0: Look, I, I I'll be the first to admit that AEW is probably standing on the shoulders of promotions like Evolve and Ring of Honor and sure. PWG. You know, sure. I, I I think that without those three promotions specifically, that AEW is probably not you know where it is today all you got to do is look at the talent (laughs) there you go um well i i've i've enjoyed this a great deal uh i I look forward to doing the doing the next one um obviously when you when you do five sets it takes a little bit more time so we appreciate you sticking with us but um yeah yeah, it was was a lot of fun i'm glad i'm glad you suggested that mr tournament master
1: oh absolutely yeah i know that was one thing people were kind of asking about you know liked was some of the the uh kind of set reviews and stuff like that. And we thought this was a great one to start off with. Yeah. We won't be doing these like all the time, but you know, occasionally kind of mixing them in there again. We, we, we definitely want to go through at the right time and do some of those other ones like the, the shimmer and the, the CZW and stuff like that. So, uh, but then this, this one, I mean, just the, the, lineup of guys, it just, yeah, it was a great one to start off with for sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um. Well, that takes us to the end of the main event. I think we've kind of exhausted most of uh, uh our options for conversation between that and and the top of the show. Do you have anything yeah. uh anything else we want to mention before we kind of do our, our thank yous and goodbyes?
1: Uh let's see. I, I don't think too much. Uh I, I'm hoping next week I'll maybe have an update. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, I mean it's an audio medium, so I won't be able to show anything, but I think i I'm, I'm getting some pieces for my AEW arena uh coming in uh, this this coming up week nice. so uh, my uh my uh, uh action figure arena I did pick up the dark order set this past week and uh opened all those guys up they're pretty cool but I got this uh entrance stage coming in and for Christmas I got this whole ringside barricade set so I think I'm gonna wow. finally set up my whole arena and get everybody set up around there the one thing I wish they they made was was stands they don't have stands anymore ringside collectibles had some but they don't work with aew now they're sold out of the ones they did have so Whew. that's my only thing there is making sure everybody kind of stands up and you know not knock each other over but right right that that's my project right now take a little break from the legos uh although my there's been some lego activity in the house with my son's birthday uh this week so but uh yeah, i think that's my next little toy project is that so
0: very very cool yeah, there's been uh, uh, no no Lego activity in in the house this week, other than playing with the built Legos. Uh, Hattie has has qu- oh, that's not true. That's not true. There has been some new Lego activity oh. uh, at Quake Collectibles here in lovely Chicago. Uh, I went in and they had um, a Lego Dimensions wizard of Oz set that had the oh. Witch and one of the flying monkeys. And so I went ahead and got that for uh, Hattie because That's she true. recently watched the wizard of Oz for the very first time. Um, and she loved it and she loves playing the wizard of Oz. And so, uh, it was so funny because at first she was a little scared of it. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of like she didn't necessarily know exactly what to make of it. Um, after I opened it She was fine with it But when it was still in the box She was kind of a little Intimidated by it It was really kind of strange <laughs> um, So she now has The Wicked Witch of the West uh, As one of her little Lego minifigures That she has been Enjoying playing with uh, She also recently Received a A uh, uh, when I go into Quake, like I'll buy stuff and then kind of just stash it away for, you know, for a good time. And, uh, I, I bought like almost all of the, uh, force of destiny, uh, figures like dolls that they made for star Wars, um, just okay. so like princess Leia, uh, Jyn Erso, uh, Ray, uh, Sabine Wren. Um, and I've given her most of them, but I had a couple that I still, you know, had stashed away. And, uh, this was, uh, Hoth, princess leia with r2d2 uh, oh, nice. she has an indoor princess leia that came with wicket but uh she was very excited to get uh, r2d2 so she's never seen star wars she's you know i've read her a couple like little golden books or whatever but um she likes them i think she likes them because you know they have like real hair realish hair or whatever um and uh yeah
1: um speaking of star wars i did watch the end of the book of boba fett today I have not I'm actually behind I, I, will, not, I will not spoil anything
0: then, I appreciate so. it I, I I'm shamefully behind I had been watching them like the day that they came out and then hit a wall last week so uh, I, I I know uh, about a couple of things that happened on the last episode which I'm fine with knowing because I didn't feel like they were really spoilers you know what I sure. mean like it's kind of like okay that's cool that character appears but I don't know in what capacity so right, it'll be right. cool to see that
1: I know some people were you know not, yeah, it was like, I know some comments around there's was like, eh, not the greatest series and stuff like that. But I don't know. I, to me, I, I mean, I, I say I completely biased. I'm a huge, you know, a huge job of the hut fan. Like <laughs> that was always my thing that that scene in return to the Jedi, that whole part there was my favorite part of any of the star Wars. Nice. Uh, movies and so like anything I collected is usually as a kid and even as an adult is a lot of Jabba the hunt themed stuff so just kind of seeing like what's going on with that whole story after Jabba's done with like uh, to me I just, just knowing that I, I love it and then just you know the ties in with the Mandalorian and stuff which was you know I think one of the best um, Star Wars things ever since the original trilogy so yeah
0: Um, Yeah, I, yeah, I, I, you know, it's funny because I think part of the criticism that I have read, which I don't agree with, it has to do with expectations. And the more people have a certain level of expectations over something, you're bound to be disappointed eventually. And I'm not saying it's, you know, realistic to go in expectation free, but when your expectations reach such an unrealistic level, and those are the reasons why you complain about something, it renders your criticism to be just a little bit less valid in my eyes. Mm -hmm. Um, I've enjoyed it. I've enjoyed it a great deal. and. Has it been as profound and engaging as The Mandalorian? No, not not at all, not even close. Has it been as profound and engaging as the Clone Wars cartoon? No, you know. But but again, seeing the the this story uh, unfold and uh, you know getting to spend more time with this character uh, has been really interesting. And it, it, you know, if anything, I found myself. Um, enjoying the world building um almost as much if not more than the character's journey
1: that's like fair.
0: you know the, yeah. the, 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 i think the, that's
1: part of it with me too where why i'm enjoying it yeah
0: yeah um and you know the idea that that like it's it's about a different aspect of this universe that, that we've all, you know, enjoyed and kind of grown up with Um, because everything else that we've seen up until this point, has really kind of been centered around one sort of thing, whether it be, you know, specifically the Skywalker saga or Jedi in general. Um, yeah. And I think that the Mandalorian stepped away from that a little bit, but not entirely when you think about it. Like, I mean, the, the whole show is steeped in the Jedi mythology. Um, and 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 to have, you know, the book of Boba Fett be mostly a step away from that, um, I I think was you know was a wise choice and I, and I know that uh um that last week's episode and the finale I think have a little bit more of that in it but uh have I not seen them I don't know for certain so uh, yeah I mean whatever I I I I always I I always look at some of that stuff and, and kind of go eh, whatever you know I yeah. I I enjoyed it that's all I care about
1: there you go yeah, same same with me too if you haven't got enough Tatooine, they just announced uh, May twenty fifth is the uh, Obi wan Kenobi show That's is right. kicking off. Oh, so there you go. <laughs> I, am,
0: I have been looking forward to this since it was just a rumor. You know, like you I, I, I am so I, jazzed for this one.
1: I think I gotta rewatch the prequel trilogy, and actually, my kids had the. My son, I don't think, has ever watched the prequels. Ooh. There were a couple... They, they love the original trilogy, and I remember they started watching episode one and then, like, turned it off halfway <laughs> through. Like, yeah, it's not that great. <laughs> I, You know, the funny thing is, is I
0: rewatched episode one not too long ago, and I... Uh, I actually enjoyed it far more than I did the last time I rewatched it The time before like, I, so let's see, I rewatched it probably sometime in the past six months before that it had maybe been a year, two years since the last time I'd seen it. And that, and when I watched it that time, I hated it. I was like, this is garbage. What in the world? And, and, and this last time I watched it, for whatever reason, I just enjoyed it. I really, I just enjoyed it. You know, there are parts of it that I think, yeah, that, that, that maybe, aren't, uh, it, it's, it's weird. The weirdest part to me about those prequel films and in particular episode one is that it, every time I watch it, the things I like are not the same and the things I don't like are not the same. Oh, interesting. And there have been times when I've watched it and something that I used to like, I don't like anymore. The pod race is a perfect example. The first time I ever saw it in theaters, I loved the pod race. I was like, this right. is great. And then like on successive viewings, I've just kind of been like, Oh God, is the pod race over yet? You know? <laughs> um, and, and, and so it's, yeah, it's interesting the way that that, that has happened. Yeah. Episode two. Ugh episode two is rough man it's rough especially i mean those scenes with with anakin and padme when they're you know hiding out are just they're rough although again the last time i rewatched it i didn't have as much of a problem with some of it um
1: and episode three was pretty good i kind of i liked episode three at least when that was the one when i came out of the theater i'm like okay that, yeah. that was pretty good. You know, at least they, they wrapped it up good there. So I'm to go back and watch them. I don't, I don't think I, I don't think I've ever rewatched two or three. To begin- oh, I really? Think I, okay. Yeah. I think I rewatched one once there and maybe parts of three, but I don't think I ever rewatched two. So I got to go back and just watch them all again. So three
0: was three. honestly, this doesn't sound so silly. Three was really hard for me to watch because, uh, you know, so I was born in 1981 and yeah. by that time, you know, two of the movies had already come out. And by the time I was old enough to kind of be aware of them and everything, it was like 85. So all three movies had already come out. I think the first time I saw Star Wars, I was probably like four or five years old. When I started to really get into Star Wars, I think I was like seven or eight and 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 so by that time we're talking like 88 yeah it was it was 88 i think um i got a vhs tape someone had had recorded the movies off of showtime for me and i had all three movies on one like you know super extended play video cassette and so i would just i wore that cassette out and then uh when the movies were released on vhs for the final time before the special editions came out, I had that box set and I would watch that all the time. So I was just in love with the movies. Now, when that box set came out, they had interviews with George Lucas before each film, right? And Lucas had, had basically said, yes, the movies I'm working on now tell the backstory of Anakin Skywalker. So I was aware that these movies were coming, right? And it was a good five years, I think, before the movies were actually released between the time that box set came out. And of course, the special editions had come out and all that sort of stuff. And so there had been this aspect of like when I was old enough to appreciate and understand that these prequels were coming and that that was going to be it, you know, that that Lucas had basically said, you know, I'm not going to make the other three movies like those will never get made. But these, you know, but but these three I'm going to get to make the impression was at the time that Revenge of the Sith came out like this was it. Right. And I had seen you know the special edition movies when they came out in theaters and i'd seen the prequels when they you know came out in the theaters and so in my like as far as i knew this is the last time i'd ever see a star wars movie new in the theaters right Mm. so i was i was honestly i was kind of emotional about it i remember a friend of mine this is such a dumb story and i'm i'm rambling and i apologize but uh I went to it with my college girlfriend and one of my close friends and my college girlfriend and I had gotten into a fight before the movie and he was aware that we had gotten into a fight. And I'll never forget this. I went to get like, you know, the popcorn and sodas while they were standing in line. And as I walked away, I overheard my friend say, this is really important to him. So you're going to have to like kind of cut him a break. Like, you know, just, just, just be nice. And I just remember thinking to myself, I was like, Oh my God, like what is Like, you know, but it was true. Like it was, it was very important to me. And I was, I was very emotional. And I remember after the film, like it kind of like what I was talking about earlier, it did not necessarily meet all of my expectations. I enjoyed it for what it was. I was glad to see that final duel between Obi-Wan and, and, uh, and Anakin. Um, But that I, I think I still, I felt a little bit let down by some of it because it wasn't necessarily as good as what I'd had in my head, you know?
1: Yeah, yeah. Um,
0: but that said, I, you know, I mean, I love Star Wars and, uh, I, 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 I own the films, uh, <laughs> and, uh, we've been lucky enough that, uh, what I thought at the time was not the case because we've gotten, you know, five more theatrical films and now the Disney plus, uh, stuff coming. And so there's, there's no end in sight. And of course the mm-hmm. Clone Wars cartoon, which I adore. So there's, I mean, the, yeah, I, I'm just a huge fan of it. And, uh, um i'm glad that uh what I thought that 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 night long ago was not true
1: there you go, yep I always had the faith I always had the faith that it would continue somehow somehow yeah. yeah so yeah. And we've done some good stuff. So well, I think we've uh, we've we've uh, kept people we've exhausted ourselves and our listeners. I think so. <laughs> <laughs> well, before we get
0: out of here, I want to thank Lee, Troy, Derek VB, Matt, Grant, uh, who adds that uh the Road Warrior art is incredible, but he's gonna let others duke it out for that. So you okay. know, he says he's got his eye on something else that's a G-Con auction. We'll see. Bigfoot okay. Yeti, uh, Malice Lover, Chad Olson, Pariah. Uh, and of course our friend Pete Beck, thank you so much for the comments and the conversation over on the board. Glad everyone enjoyed hearing that Les Thatcher interview again. Um, if you haven't had a chance to listen to it, go check that out. Uh, also of course want to give a shout out to, um, the untreaded territory team, the legends crew. Um, you know, thank you guys again for the work that you've done on the ringside companion and the work on the upcoming set. I can't wait to see. Um, I can't wait to see it. I, I'm, I'm really excited about that. So, uh, Chad, Corey, Stu, Tim, um, uh, Make sure you listen to Uncharted Territory. Um, and of course, Grant with the Phil Singer Games Fan Podcast, um, doing you know awesome YouTube videos. Uh, and then also, of course, Brock and uh, with Brockster Builds and, and the stuff that he does with Mike Fortune as well with the character spotlights. Uh, Lee Longpree with the Dizzy Dice um, and, and, and all the other content creators out there and anybody who's thinking of dipping their toe into the water or creating anything, whether it's a podcast, a blog, uh, a website, uh, just posting your fed results on the boards, whatever you're doing to stay involved and keep a part of the community um you know we're so grateful for for all the dialogue that occurs and there were a couple of things on the boards that i wanted to talk about but we just we you know we're, we're way past our time so uh we'll leave it for next time maybe uh, speaking of next time todd what do we have coming up next week
1: well we have the promoter spotlight coming back next <laughs> week and we are shining the spotlight on someone who's guested with us uh for a tournament episode but never for a full episode and uh that is Pete Beck, longtime promoter and a good friend of the podcast and all of us uh, uh, GCon goers. So, very excited to have Pete on. And I know he is uh, thrilled to be on as well.
0: Awesome. Awesome. I'm looking forward to that. Uh, well, I think, uh, should we go home? I think it's time to go home. All right, excellent. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. Take care of yourselves and one another in the meantime. We look forward to bringing you that episode next week. Uh, Keep the dice rolling and keep your eye on the website for all of the new teasers coming your way. There will, of course, be a new Legends teaser on Friday, and I'm really looking forward to hearing the conversation around it as we sort of discuss the loose theme around this set and if people can start to put some pieces together with the the name that's going to be announced on Friday. So uh, keep your eyes open for that. Uh, I'm Sam Fain. He's Todd Jershaw. We're out of here.